Hi, this is Michelle for Dobbs. If you're like me and always search for deals for your car, then check out GoToDobbs.com before you spend a dollar anywhere else. You'll find amazing deals on new tires and expert auto service. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. Get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, saver tire, and service deals today. Dobbs, with 43 locations, real deals are always close by. You've heard of all the services Victory Men's Health offers. Now it's even easier with their telehealth service. Whether it's weight loss, hormones, or micronutrient testing, you can be assessed in the comfort of your own home. It's easy by just going to victorymenshealth.com and clicking on telehealth. Pick the service you're interested in, and based on what service you're seeking, a lab draw kit will be shipped right to your home. Then a video telehealth consultation to discuss your results. Telehealth from Victory Men's Health. Victorymenshealth.com for more details. Must be a resident of Illinois or Missouri to use this service. NinjaBling.com, the online home of Moritz Royce Jewelry, the exclusive jeweler of the Riz Show. Check out their huge collection, including one-of-a-kind pieces from the Simon G Collection. Or they can make you your own custom-built piece just for you. And because they have an upstairs location, Moritz Royce can save you money over the street-level stores. Make an appointment. Head to NinjaBling.com to get the address and phone number. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Moritz Royce Jewelry, where you get the jewels and not the shaft. Zudo Show Podcast, powered by Moritz Royce Jewelry, where you get the jewels, not the shaft. Online at ninjabling.com. The Rizzuto. The that brief moment where I was like, I think I may need to get new tires. And I'm like, no, it's just that you're driving on a sheet of rain right now. Yeah, well, when you get into the city, like into the city limits, and you go under... Where is it? Right. It's, like, it's, it's right by the shape. It's when you pass market. There's a market exit there. It's, it's right by Grand... It's you go underneath mm-hmm. 6440. Yeah, that's right after Grand. And the rain comes off the highway. Yeah. In giant, like a, it's a giant waterfall. And I thought it was going so hard it was going to crack my windshield. Oh, and, my and gosh. And it's one of those things where at 3 in the morning or 3.30 in the morning when we're at that point, when it hits your car, it, it if you weren't awake, you are awake now. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is scary. Yeah. But everything should clear up. Hopefully, in time for our trip out to West Alton to go see our buddy Captain Jim. I'm heading to I'm heading to weather.com right now. I think it is. I think think we're good. I think we're good. Yeah, we looked at it earlier, and if it is to be believed and it doesn't change, we should be good, man. Well, I know Tony is a uh, farmer's almanac guy, so 
He's I, I paging said one, through I right said now. One, I said one thing once in the four-year history of this show about the Farmer's Almanac, well, now and now farm- I'm a Farmer's Almanac <laughs> you're guy? The, uh, you're the Farmer's Almanac guy. <laughs> I think he says, uh, screw weather.com. Uh, dude, we're sad, by the way. All right. Well, what side of the tree is the uh, is the moss growing on? Because <laughs> It says here on the Farmer's <laughs> Almanac that uh, shesh. <laughs> Yeah, we should be good, huh? Six to eight today. I know it's silly to say this, but man, I look forward to this day every single year, man. And we should so much fun. We should have uh, one of our mannequins out there. Yeah, I believe that will be picked up today at around three. Yeah. What if this thing's a giant bust? Not the, not the Captain Jim's thing, but our mannequin. Like, we don't know the dimensions, the size, be, right. nothing. What if it's the size of a G.I. Joe and we have That's no idea? Saying. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because the original posting for the mannequins was, here's the picture. You buy what's in the picture. Yeah. Or what if it's the picture? What if you're buying the picture? Yeah. <laughs> and this and, and picture of a bunch scams? of mannequins. Oh, yeah. yeah. For you ever sure. see those scams yeah. on, on Craigslist or, or eBay? You know, it's some exorbitant price, and you get a box. Yeah, you get a box that once housed you remember, the PlayStation. You 4. remember back when the iPads first came out? There was a lot of scams. Where oh yeah, come buy this iPad from me. You know, off of Craigslist or whatever. You meet up with somebody, and they give you the unopened box, and you get home, and there's like a brick in it or mm-hmm. something like yeah. that, oh. or a book. It was a book. I remember the one story. I think there was one guy in the area selling flat screen TVs, and they were actually oven doors. Yeah, yeah. wow. I remember hearing right. that. I remember that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, per- probably the, with stickers on them. Probably the perfect weight if it's inside the box. Yeah, this wow. whole this whole process has been has been sort of strange though too, because like originally we were like, hey, we want to buy them all, and then we wanted some, we we wanted some questions, and then out of nowhere he was like, when I sell them, they I sell them. I'm like, okay, so we're like, hey, let's buy these right now. Let's tell them we're confirmed. We want to buy them. So on Monday. Scott had, King Scott had reached out to him and said, hey, we want to buy these. We'll send some guy right now. Let me know. We want to buy these. And his response was, we're open Wednesday from this time to this time. Okay, well. And it's like, okay. So Apparently, this guy owns a warehouse and needs to make some room. Right. And he's there. You want to come by and get him? First come, first serve is what it sounded like he well, all of a sudden said. What do we have? Six coming our way? I think eight, possibly. <laughs> yeah. Fall goes great. <laughs> Which is perfect because then we can each have our own mannequin, and then we can also yeah. have a few to blow up. So, yeah. Well, I told the captain. I said, "Dear captain, bring in a uh, mannequin with us, at least one." And he goes, "Yes." So I wrote, <laughs> "Yes." He's never been a man to uh, shy, be yes. shy from blowing something up. Yes, shooting something at something. So weather should be great this evening, six to eight. Captain Jim's in West Alton. Highway 67, right between the bridges. He's going to have a ton of stuff to give away, including 2500 bucks worth of fireworks. And we blow stuff up while we're there for two hours. Yeah. That's fun. And then, um, you think you're going to have softball tonight? I don't know. I, it's a possible. It really depends on what the weather does this afternoon as far as sun coming out. Because I know it's supposed to be around 90, which is, is pleasant. Mm-hmm. It's not too terribly hot, but I don't know. Well, and I saw, I saw it, you trying to time out. All right, the event ends at 8. You have your first game at 8.30. Where's yeah. the game at? Uh, it's at uh, in St. Peter's. 
Ooh, it's going to be close. You're going to be cutting that close. It's going to be close. Yeah. And uh, who knows if we'll play anyway, because uh, I don't even know if we have enough guys to play. So, <laughs> oh, so you don't have enough to field just in case you're a few minutes late? Uh, I, I, don't, was, I don't even know. This, I don't even know anymore. This was going to be my point. Gosh. And it cracks me up every week because every week it's the same thing. So, Patrico, out of the goodness of your heart, you're the manager of the team. Yeah. And you do it for summer and spring. Yeah. So, he's in charge of fielding the team. So you put the team together, you had the roster, you put out the text message. Time out. Ask me how many guys I got on the team. Ask me. Like how many people are on the roster Mm -hmm. signed up? How many? 17. All right, 17. How many players do you need to to field a softball team? To legally start a game, you need nine. Oh, nine. Yeah. But 10 is the full route. 10 is the field. So out of 17, Mm -hmm. you need only nine to start the game. Mm Mm-hmm. Every week, it's the same thing. <laughs> During the spring session, not once did I have a full team. I always had a sub on my team every single week. Not once did I have a full squad. Is this, is this every year? Uh, the past two years, it's been like this. Usually, it was... And usually, it's Aja, why do you volunteer for this? Because I've ran the team for, for over 10 years. I think it's really good at and hand the clipboard over to somebody else. Now, listen, there are things that come up. Like this, like a lot of our guys have, have had kids now, or they're married, they or they're commit. moving. And, and, they don't and, commit to a team. And I'm never mad at the guys that say, like, hey, man, I can't make every week, you so know, I'm going to be a sub. Me, if you ask me to be on your team, hey, Riz, you want to be on the softball team? Ah, you know what? I'm not sure I'm very busy. I'm not going to commit to it. Right. I'm mm-hmm. not going to say I'm going to be on your team if every week or every other week I'm going to I'm going to not be able to it, play. It seems like to me at this age and with this particular sport and all that kind of stuff, it seems like a thing where you're like, yeah, man, that sounds great. Go ahead and throw me on the list. Yeah. And As opposed to I'm committing to every week. It's yeah. more like put me in the hat just in case I can be there. But people don't say well, that. Well, well, remember sure, this, this is not this is not a serious league and it's supposed to be for fun. But you're causing this man. It's not fun. Yeah, this, this is okay. Here, here's here's a couple examples. You played with me a few years ago, yeah. okay? And uh, at the end of the session, you found out that your wife was pregnant, and you said to me, "Hey, man, I don't know what's going to happen. Instead of saying yes and then not and then flaking all the time, I'm just gonna I can't play next session. I'll let you know." And that was it. And that was perfect because I didn't count on you then yeah. because I knew you had something going on. I don't on. commit to something. Here's another thing that that I've I've learned, and I'm slowly starting to realize. Last week, I played a different night with a different team where I didn't coach. I didn't do anything. I literally showed up and played softball, and I had so much fun. I didn't have to make yeah. a lineup. I didn't have to worry about if everybody had their jersey orders there in. You go. I didn't have to make sure everybody I had think paid we've me. made the choice. Yeah. Oh, I already told everybody because they're like, hey, man, are we playing fall ball? I go, I might be playing fall ball, but I ain't running the team. And I told everybody else, I said, next year, I'm going to ask you if you want to play. If you want to play, great, but don't consider me a manager. Look at the schedule. Show up if you want. If we don't, I don't care. Yeah, will, and you, I'm not, will you be able to and, do that? And I'm not fronting the money. Will you be I able know, to maybe, do that or not? Probably I, not. You're going to be the guy that's going to be like the first week. You're going to be emailing people, texting people, and that you're going to be counting on to do that every week again. I know. And, and you know what? And, and listen, this is, like I said before, for the past 10 plus years, this has been something I've loved because I've said, hey, guys, here's when we play let me know if you're out and two people text me out now i send out that text message to 17 people and yes i sent it out yesterday at 8 30 in the morning and then by 10 a.m i had six people text me out are you nuts are you kidding me right now now a lot of those guys out of that six they have told me before i'm not going to make every game include me in the text but i can't guarantee every game which is fine but there are some that yeah man i'm in and then every week out 
out, out, out. Yeah, you know, can't can't do it for whatever reason. Would you like me to go to Twitter and see the first people to respond? No, nope, we're good. I appreciate team? that. Yeah. I, we got we've got people to play. Like I've got I play with guys that play well, enough I'm softball saying, that if a, I need people, they It's a commitment they thing. It's a yeah. commitment thing. You commit to something. Like I committed to taking guitar lessons. Mm-hmm. Every Tuesday, I know I got to be at this place, so it's in my calendar. Every Tuesday, I'm committed to taking the guitar lessons. It's my time. It's the teacher's time. Mm-hmm. And sure, something comes up with work. Every once in a while, we can't get out of it. Okay. Right. And then you call out and you give sufficient notice mm-hmm. as to not waste everybody's time. I but th- it's in my calendar, a hard 545 Tuesdays guitar lessons. I'm sorry. Shredding lessons. Shredding lessons, <laughs> yeah. Shredding lessons. I think the best thing for you, if you can do it, if you can push away from it, is just find a team to play on next year and don't be that guy. Well, if I you're mean, on Tony's team, put it in your damn calendar. Well, and here's the thing. and this, Wednesdays, Wednesday evenings, softball. Yeah. That's what I'm committed to. I'm committed to the team. And and here's the thing. Like, the main reason that we did this and that we have this team together is not because, hey, we want to win championships and we want to hit home runs. and It's so all the dudes can get together one night a week and hang out what and are, drink beer and, and what kick What are some it. of the excuses? Anybody? Anybody ever give you an excuse where you got that's totally not true? No, not no, because I don't ask for that. I just say, let me know if you're out, and they just say out. And I don't, I don't, I'm not gonna go out of my Start way and asking text for you a and doctor's say, note and say, yep. why aren't you gonna be there? But like it's gotten to the point so much where like all of a sudden the outs start coming over via text and and other guys on the team are texting me going, dude, why do you do this everywhere? Have you ever given a lame excuse to get out of something? Oh my god, yeah. I, I think about have. something silly. What silly excuse have you ever used to get out of something? Like, just off the friggin' wall. I know I'm putting you on the spot. But I once told somebody, and this is God's honest truth, this was years ago, to get out of something, I said I had a thing to do with Metallica. Had no... <laughs> didn't... they? I don't think they were even in town. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> it was the first thing that popped into my mind. I got a thing to do with Metallica. And you can't say, oh, well, you committed to something. Well, it's Metallica. Right. Yeah, so. it's Metallica. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, I get go it. Go ahead. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Oof. Go ahead. Yeah, Metallica. I got a thing to do with Metallica. Okay. <laughs> See, that's actually like, I mean, it's an off-the-wall excuse, but that's actually a good one. Like, somebody would go, all right, man, cool, no problem. I remember once, and this was in high school, they had asked for seniors to volunteer for cleanup after some event, and it was like, all seniors must report. And I remember, and this this is the God's honest truth, I sent a message via like the little you know student message board to my teacher, and I said, I can't, my khakis are in the, in the wash. Mm. And he was like, wear pants. Like, wear other pants. <laughs> like, just <laughs> show up. And I was like, ah, my khakis are in the wash. These are my wash. good khakis, you know? <laughs> We've all done it. We've told all these dumb lies, just yeah. unnecessary lies, not just to get out of something, just for, just for whatever. Just for whatever, yeah. Told the guy in Forest Park I had to leave one time because I was out of peanut butter. Other than that, I can't really remember any. You know what, God. Jeff? I actually believe that. Dear Christ, so did wow. I. I actually believe you said that to somebody once. It was because you were picnicking. <laughs> yes, exactly. It was <laughs> National Picnic Day. What are you guys talking about? <laughs> now, there was a kid in high school who uh, who swore. That his grandfather invented Nintendo. (laughs) 
was what was that gaining him something? Just oh. hey, wow, cool, man. It's it's like the story in in grade school. One of the kids told us that his grandpa was the one that killed Hitler, mm. and then you're like. So your grandpa was Hitler, huh? What you like learn about it? He's like, ah, oh, damn it. <laughs> that was a thing on Twitter. I guess a couple weeks ago, people on Twitter were sharing the dumbest lies they ever told. The kinds of lies you, you, didn't, you didn't even need to tell. And usually force you to dig a deeper and deeper hole for absolutely no reason. <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm, I'm digging in here. I got to you know keep I mean? this going. You, oh, yeah. Listen, we all know that person that tell, that lies for no reason. Like, lies about dumb things. Yeah. Hey, man, did you go to Shop and Save yesterday? No, I went to Schnooks <laughs> when they were clearly at Shop and Save. Like, what the hell? Why would you lie about that? Who cares? <laughs> right. Why do you have that Shop and Save bag in your hand with so, stuff from Shop and Save? So some of the best ones I read... Um, Somebody wrote, I told a Lyft driver I write sci-fi short stories. Okay. <laughs> and he said, whoa, not much of a market for that. Where do you publish them? Magazines, mostly. <laughs> I'm an architect. <laughs> um, I was buying my engagement ring when the sales lady asked if I was a Christian. I had a feeling that a yes meant a better price. So I said, yes. Then they want to know what church I went to. Oh, boy. And all swor- sorts of uh, specifics. 20 lies later, I got the deal. <laughs> wow. That's I awesome. got I got one real quick that would just popped into my head. Uh, Julie's aunt has a Corvette. And a few years ago, it had sat in her driveway for a long time. So I had to jumpstart it for her. And she said, hey, will you go driving around for a little while and stop at the gas station? Fill it up. And it was a red Corvette. I know nothing about Corvettes, none of that stuff. And I pulled up to the pump, and I'm pumping gas in this red Corvette, you know, shiny, just washed. And this guy pulls up, and he's getting gas. He's like, nice vet. I go, thanks, man. I just thought I'd take it out for a little spin, you know, act like it was mine. Uh-huh. And you know what he said? What year is it? Yeah. <laughs> oh. I was like, ah. <laughs> it's it's uh, 90s. Yeah. It's uh, a yeah. '90s, mid Twin- to late early '90s, 20th century model. And as it turns out, it was like an anniversary edition, and it said anniversary edition. And to me, I, I still don't know what year that was. I don't know what year the anniversary. Mm-hmm. Edition. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's, that's, like, that's right. Hey, yeah. anniversary edition. Oh yeah, what year is that? Limited edition. All you have to do is this. <laughs> Red. Here's what you have to do. You have to go, man. So, so ask me what year. What year is that thing? Dude, I just love this year's body style. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just the only year that matters. Well, well, no, hey, the only year that matters. Yeah, I was just saying. This uh, one. Yeah, I was just going to say. Somebody goes, hey, man, what year is that? Be like, the last year that they were good. <laughs> yeah. And if you have to ask, then you're a dummy. Yeah. yeah. What, you're asking? Oh, God. What's like your best saying, guess? Yeah. 98. It was 97. <laughs> <laughs> you were real close. Uh, somebody said I took the Pepsi challenge and picked Pepsi and won the won a T-shirt. All right. Again, these are lies just for, for no reason. <laughs> I told people I was the voice that said "zoom zoom" at the end of the Mazda commercials. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of jealous of that one. That's a good line. Started flying <laughs> off. Yeah. And uh, somebody wrote when the Mummy came out on DVD. I told everybody in my class I was of uh, Egyptian descent, just to appear interesting. <laughs> my middle name is Nebuchadnezzar. What? Just dumb stuff like that. You know, that. I am related to Ted Danson. I don't know if you guys knew that or not. Uh huh. Oh boy. Yeah, how? I <laughs> uh, just bloodlines. 
Yeah, it's then when they start asking about details and you just start digging and digging and digging. Yeah, that happened to me back in the day when it was uh, cool to do the chat rooms. My cousin, a different cousin and I, we went on uh, to GeoCities because we found they had one. We're like, dude, we'll just be Canadians and this will be hilarious. So we get on there, we're talking about that and we're from Toronto and everyone on there is like, really, what part? And you're like, so we yeah, you know, research yeah, real quick, city. we say that. And we're like, no way. And it turned out we were in like, GeoCities at the time was only pretty much Canadian. And everyone in there. Hey, hey I'm yeah, from the, from the city, hey, you know, where they make the hockey sticks. <laughs> yes, we love <laughs> Oh, Toronto. <laughs> well, I'm going to say, I don't, I don't want you stressing out about... Uh, about the softball teams. Oh, man. It's it's whatever. It's supposed to be fun. Yeah, you're telling me. I know. It's supposed to be fun. It's supposed to be a once, recreational once. thing. You're supposed to go there, kind of forget about work, forget about your problems. Right. Once we're there, once we're there, and I've got at least nine guys, preferably mm-hmm. ten, I'm good. It's the buildup that makes me want to rip my face off. Mm. So is the pitch slower fastness? It's slow. Sweet. If you need a home run hitter, it's tough. I remember. Think. I remember last year. I asked uh, Moon to bring you out to a game, and he was like, "I don't think he has a glove." I was like, "Ooh, are I you don't serious? Think he he borrows play. my glove. <laughs> you have a mitt. I have a mitt. Do you have cleats? No, I don't have that. I have a feeling you're lying. You just got caught in a lie. You Uh-oh. are a bull liar. You are a bull effing liar. We are I, talking about baseball glove, not a hat, not a not an oven glove. Oh, oh, not the oven glove. Plus, could you even put a hat on that hair? <laughs> baseball. Ooh, hat? yeah, you have to legally have a hat on. Well, that. I don't think legal. You could pull the ponytail through the. Back. Some of the lies, uh, Chris says, in the middle of uh, horrid sex. I said, I think I hear my mom calling, and bailed full sprint. Oh boy. <laughs> Left early once because my ducks were froze to the pond. All right. Somebody in the chat room says that the uh, worst funny. lie they ever told was uh, somebody asked them if they could drive a stick, and they said yes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That'll turn out great. Yikes. Right. Hey, man, uh, can you drive my car around the corner? Yeah, no problem. Can you drive a stick? Yeah, I can figure it out. Does anyone know CPR? Oh, I do. <laughs> that's a bad one. That is a bad one. Yeah, that's a bad one. Whew. Well, I wish you the best tonight. Thanks, man. Who knows if we could have a game even. Yeah. It, fields it, may be too wet. Yeah. It, it rained all day yesterday and pretty hard this morning, so. You got your cleats and mitt in the car? Uh, I do, but I'm going home first anyway, all so. Right. All right. Keep the cleats and the mitt in the car all year long, Together. or at least during the softball season, I guess. Together. Do you always have a ball in the car? I have my gear with me at all times. All times. My cleats, glove, Bat, I have just in case a softball pre- game breaks pretty, out somewhere. Yeah, pretty there's a much, softball emergency. He's your guy. Pretty much at all times. Just in case. I mean, I've you had times. Know, I've right. had times where I've been walking through Walmart with the wife, and somebody texts me, and they're like, "Hey, man, we need somebody to pitch at eight thirty. Can you be here?" And so I said, I'm yep. like, Dude, it's eight twenty-five. I'm there. Self checkout. Let's go. I'm there. I'm, <laughs> I'm there. Suit up. I'm there. Yeah, it's time for another manager to take over. The, the problem is, is nobody will do it. Like, like if if I don't if oh, I, I don't continue if I don't continue running this team with this group of guys, I unfortunately think this group of so guys won't be playing step up? anymore. 
No, no, no. Because they see the headache that I have every week. They're all included on the text messages. They all see yeah, they say, every hey, week. Why don't you yeah, just, can you just, play for, just be a player and not a coach or anything? Or Yes, but I'm saying, over here. I'm saying... No, no, no. I'm saying this group of guys. Well, I know. But what I'm saying is, can you hang out with this group of guys doing something else besides softball? Because oh, yeah, apparently yeah, yeah. it's we, not important We all We all hang out anyway. But like this was just like a thing. We always played softball on Wednesday nights. Seems like it's winding Sounds down. Like it's over. Yeah. Oh, I, I definitely agree down. with that. I one thousand percent agree with that. That this is the this is, if not the, it is real close to the end. That's sad. Uh, all right. I blame all your Dynasty. friends, man. Yeah. So, it's sometimes a, you care too much, Tone. Mm-hmm. And that's always his problem. He it cares really too much. Is. I just wanted to have fun. You care too much. And now here is today's mattress direct Team Riz member of the day. All right. Today's Team Riz member of the day is from St. Charles. It's Ryan McAllister. Hey, Ryan! Uh, Ryan says he should be the Team Riz member of the day because he's listened to the show every morning since its inception. Wow. He tries to call in, tries to play the games, tries to make most of our point shows, tries to go to our meet and greets. He says he loves how we support local St. Louis things, fundraisers, charities. Loves when we play good or gross. Watching on the live cams, seeing everybody's reaction. He says, hilarious. And he says, we're the right mixture of music and just us chopping it up. Yes, music indeed, yes. Uh, the one song a show we play. That. <laughs> but it's the perfect one, apparently. Perfect, yeah, we got the formula down. Yeah. All right, Brian McAllister is the Team Riz member of the day. Gets a super sweet Team Riz member of the day soccer jersey. Get yourself signed up, 1057thepoint.com slash Team Riz. All right, our phone number, 314-969-DUDE, 314-969-333. Cameras in chat room, 1057thepoint.com slash Riz. On the socials, at R-I-Z-Z Show. Your emails, rizshow at 1057thepoint.com. You know, I guess this is uh, some good news. If you've uh, given up on achie- uh, achieving your dreams a long time ago, and you're now just kind of running out the clock, <laughs> <laughs> maybe you're the smart one. I don't see. I don't know if I agree with this. Stanford University did this study, and they found that obsessively following your passion isn't the recipe for success. Hmm. In most cases, it's actually the opposite, and th- and they go through the reasons why. I, I don't know if I agree with this or not. I guess, listen, Stanford, smart people. Right, successful people. Successful people. But I was like, when when I was first starting out in the business, kind of laser-focused, had no backup plan. Yeah. And I think that was, that was maybe a good thing. No backup plan. That's the way I it's was because too, I had though. nothing to fall back on. I had to, I had to do this. Yeah. I had to get this done because if I didn't, there was I was there was nothing else to do. What was the when you decided you were going to be in radio? What was the first step that you made that you went, okay, I guess I'm doing this? Was it just literally going to that interview with your friend? No, it wasn't there. I don't know exactly when it happened. At some point, I was like, oh my god, I'm all in on this. Yeah, my jump, my jump. I don't was, remember the exact moment yeah. where I, where I said. Oh my God! This is what I'm doing. This is what I'm gonna do. Yeah, my jump was moving from here to Springfield, literally with a $100 bill in my wallet, and that's all I had. I had a place to stay. Don't get me wrong, 
But that's that's all I that's all I knew and that's all all I had. And I was like, I'm gonna go do this because in a smaller town it's easier to get into radio, you know, that sort of thing. I think I think it was maybe when I stopped going to school. Hmm. When I stopped college. That's when mine was. When I got hired for a full time position here and I decided, okay, I'm not going to enroll next semester. This is what I'm gonna do. This is why I went to school. And here I am. So I'm gonna roll the dice and hope this sticks. And here I am. I mean, I went to college for, I mean, it was two semesters, technically one. The second semester, I really didn't do anything. Yeah, <laughs> same here. I went, I think I went two semesters maybe at the most, but it wasn't even a full schedule. It was, I think, two classes the first semester and two classes the second semester. And the second semester, I was just really, I went to one of the classes just because the teacher was smoking I mean, hot. And that was really the only reason why I went. I was enrolled. <laughs> I was enrolled in school, but I think that was the moment when I stopped going to college. Yeah, you're and like, I was like I'm just going to do this. Hey, why am I doing this over here if this is what I really mm-hmm. want to do? And took the leap as a promotions guy. Yeah, you know, not even on the air, like what? as a guy that you know handed out stickers and went to concerts, driving the radio station van. You know, you know what was one of the deciding factors for me when I, you know, I was offered this position. I was still kind of mulling it over, like, do I want to, do I want to accept the promotions position that I was offered that was full time, or do I want to sit there and continue my degree and graduate? And I made the decision sitting in a meteorology class. Yeah, and, you got, uh, and I'm like, what? What am I, I in here for? Am I, why am I like, in a meteorology? But class? now you do weather. I mean, I count on yeah. you because of that class. But like, I'm sitting here, and he's trying to explain to me what type of different clouds are, and I'm going, this, this is going to cumulonimbus. Yes, doing nothing for me. So again, this new study at Stanford found mm-hmm. that obsessively following your passion is not the recipe for success. Okay. Huh. In most cases, usually the opposite. Here's why. Number one, people who only focus on their passion narrow their interests too much, which keeps them from having creative ideas or coming up with new innovations. I See, I disagree with that because Hmm. if you're focused on one thing, maybe you can come up with something creative for that one thing you're focused in on. If you're that passionate about it and you're that locked in on it, yeah. Agreed. Number two. And they also don't learn about new subjects or try new things that they might find they like more. Okay. Wait, a college did the study? Stanford. A college did the study. Mm-hmm. That makes sense then. Okay. Yeah. Come to college. Come to college. Only way. Take all these classes. Take all these classes. You know, stay for eight years. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Your parents are fine with it. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Have many interests. This is hundreds of thousands in debt. No get, big deal. Get good at everything. Hey, what's, <laughs> yeah. what's that cost? Hey, what's that cost per class? Oh, we're talking about three thousand dollars per semester per class. Yeah, you can take basket weaving. No big deal. Uh, uh, cost, go ahead, take a little jog. Because you know what? Because maybe you cost. like basket weaving. Yeah. You don't. You're not going to know until you try it yeah. out. Hey, could be lucrative. Do you think that you have a passion for walking? We got walking 102 coming at you. That's a real class, not a joke. They say when someone's uh, following their passion and they stumble or run into difficulty, it makes them extra depressed. And that could make them give up and quit. See, that's the opposite of what I just said. Uh, there's no laser focus right there. If you stumble or run into difficulty, you try to persevere. Yeah. You try to get over that block. You power through the difficulty. Because you got no other choice. 
What's your biggest difficulty in this particular industry that you overcame? Working with you. All right. Wow. <clears throat> I don't know why you're looking right at Tony when you say that, but okay. Jeff, his eyes were dead set on you, buddy. I don't think you. I don't think so. The most difficult thing was getting on the air. Yeah. I think getting through that I was a promotions guy and then getting behind a microphone. Making and then getting transition. my first full-time job mm-hmm. and then moving. You know, moving to St. Louis, a giant leap of faith. Man, moving here, think about that. No backup. Right. No family. That's what I thought you no were going to say. That's what I thought. Like, I mean, you, everybody's got their moments. You came here solo. You even brought your lady. And on you a go, wing and a prayer. Here we go. Wow. Let's hope on this. A wing and a prayer. Let's hope this works. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they say, and finally, when... When those people do quit, they're completely lost and directionless. Well, don't don't think about quitting. Don't think about failure. And if you're do it. doing your dream, you don't really... You might move on. You might lose this job. But you'll find something else in the same thing, and then you'd never really retire from it. I think this is terrible. And, and, this, and, and so what should you do instead of laser focusing on one thing? They say you should develop your passion... Not follow it completely. Develop your. So what if your pa- so my passion, growing up and and was radio and and wanted to do this. That was my passion. Okay, you could develop your passion and be laser focused on it. Yeah, I'm going to call this lazy focus because if you think about eyeballs, if you have two that look forward, they're focused. But if you have one that tends to go the other way, that's a lazy eye. Mm. This is lazy focus. Lazy focus. Hmm. Pretty profound there, Scott. Thank you. You guys can. <laughs> All right. Well, screw you, Stanford. Yeah. yeah. That's why I didn't you go know? there. That's why I didn't go what to you Stanford. Know? Me too. Dumb list what like you this. Know? Me too. That's, oh, that was gosh, the main reason. So what dumb. You know? Well, it's not even a list. That's just a uh, uh, a study they did. We just debunked it. Yeah. Call them. I'm glad parents' money never was spent for that. Yeah, I think they just want you to spend more money at school. That makes more sense. Mm-hmm. Jeff, let's get to uh, some emails. Riz Show at 1057thepoint.com. Jessica is a uh, huge fan of the uh, radio program here, and she's an even bigger fan of Neil Young. Okay? She says the office used to say, what the hell are you listening to? But now everybody there listens to the Riz Show. So thank you very much Anybody for that. Yeah, uh, a fan of Neil Young? Nah. I mean, I like some of his okay, stuff. Hey, yeah. I mean... I would never go try to find his music, but if it's on in front of me, yeah, I won't. I mean, I like some of his things. Yeah. Uh, so she's wondering a couple of things here. Are we going to be at the Neil Young concert here in town? Uh, Neil <laughs> Young's coming to town? Yeah, hmm, there's your answer. News to me. Uh, when she, is that? I don't know. She's 32 years old. She said it's always been her dream to see Neil Young. She has purchased tickets. Her other dream is to meet Neil Young. And Rich, you're the guy to make that happen, she That's... says. <laughs> Hey, you know what? You laser focus in on meeting Neil Young, and you'll get there. He would he would love to introduce you to Neil Young, but he's got a thing with Metallica, so he can't. <laughs> <laughs> His ducks are frozen on the pond. Hey, you know what? Laser focus in on meeting Neil Young, and yep. he will. You Stalk got him. it. It's your passion. Stalk him. Oh, yeah, if it's your wait. Time out. Time out. Time out. Jessica, hold on a Passion for somebody becomes stalking. I'm just passionate about it. You know, we get this question a lot. Uh, and thank you, Jessica, for your for your email. Uh, hey, I'm going to such and such a show. 
hey, get me in to meet such and such artist. Here's the thing. We have no juice. No juice. Mm -mm. Out of the, out of, let's just say in a, in a calendar year, you as a radio personality go and do the stage introduction to bring out the band 10 times. Eight of those times, you don't even see the artist back there. No. You don't even see them. There are the few times where like they're kind of hanging out and they go, hey man, thanks, really appreciate it. But I mean, 80, 85% of the time, we don't even see them. Yeah, I'm going to pull back the curtain a little bit. Backstage at a concert, not that fun. Super boring. If you work in radio, not that fun. It would now, be it would be different for somebody who's never been back there, but it's not hookers and blow. If and, you're on tour, you're you're part of the crew, you know, you're maybe the opening act. That's a different that's a different world I have no idea about. Mm -hmm. Here's a perfect example. It was a point fest a couple years ago, and one of my buddies came up to me after Point Fest, like during the week, and they go, Hey man, how was Point Fest? I was like, Oh, great, great time. It was awesome. He's like Bet you loved kicking it backstage with Rob Zombie. And I was like, Rob Zombie was in his bus. Literally from the time it pulled up, he walked out, went on stage, did his thing, went back on the bus, and they left. Like, he, Rob Zombie's not kicking it. You know what I'm saying? Like Every once in a while at Point Fest, you'll see, hey, man. There's a couple the, artists, yeah, of course. The, uh, you know, hey, there's the, uh, the drummer for STP just hanging out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cool, man. Hey, the fellows from POD are playing ping pong. I got to hang out with the lead singer of Greek Fire. At one of the point fests, yeah, oh, I get you to meet that band. Yeah, I'll get you. I'll get you to meet that band, Jessica. <laughs> Same thing as Neil Young. Oh yeah, but Phil I mean, Young. Um, just not something we we have access to. No, it's just not in our job description, really. <laughs> no. <laughs> Next, uh, this is Liam. Liam wants to know if anybody in the room here knows what yarning is. Oh yeah! If I if I uh, if I knit you a sweater, I just uh, just yarned you. I always thought <laughs> I just, it was. I just yarned you a sweater. I always thought when you don't sleep very well, and the next morning you wake up and you just can't stop yarning. That's uh. <laughs> <sighs> I'm an idiot. I was gonna say, did you eat? King Scott, did you email him that joke? <laughs> So Pretty yarning quick. is another uh, version of a ding dong ditching, and what you do is oh, they all ring and run, yeah. Yeah, you you take a uh, a fishing wire and you hook it up to somebody's door knocker, and then you string it across the road to somewhere else, and then you pull on it and it knocks on the door, and then Who the, the person got a door knocker opens. <laughs> This, oh, this email is from 1977. Sorry. <laughs> and somebody comes out and goes, hey, where is everybody? And then as soon as they close the door because it's a string and you're across the street, you can pull it and immediately knock again. And they open the door and there's nobody there. Who the hell's got a door knocker? This takes a lot of planning and a lot of things to fall into place here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it's impossible to find you if they... First, we got to find a house that still has a door knocker, and then <laughs> we need and to then get, get we fishing need, wire. And now we need to get fifty-eight feet of fishing wire to go across the street. Uh, yeah, what do you live down the street from the monsters? <laughs> <laughs> and a tackle store. <laughs> yeah, it's better. You ring the doorbell, you run away. Yeah, that's it. Or I don't do that. I saw the uh, somebody posted like the best uh, um, um, ring and run like videos like people you know because now everybody films everything you do mm -hmm. and uh, 
on there, it was like, it ended up being like a prank compilation. And on there, one of my favorite things ever, and I wish that I knew about this growing up because I would have done this. It's hilarious. You get two guys to stand on the side of the road, and then you make it look like they're pulling on a rope, but they're not really pulling on it, and cars have no idea what to do. Oh, yeah. That is one of my favorite things ever. I cannot stop laughing about it. Did you know Jeff had this uh, prank he pulled when he was a kid with dummies? Yeah, I think you you have oh, to remember. Oh, when he threw this. it off the overpass or something, threw no, it off no, a bridge. No, no, there was a, my next door neighbor. There was a tree down by their the end of their driveway that a uh, big, huge, thick, uh, girthy branch hung out over the over the street, and we took my next door neighbor's mom's nylons and stuffed like newspaper and stuff in them, two sets of them to make a dummy. Put clothes on it and everything, and put it up on this branch yeah. overhanging the tr- overhanging the the road. And then we took fishing wire and uh, hooked it onto that, and then went all the way up, ran it all the way up to his front door, which was covered by another tree. And this was at night, and cars would come by, and we would pull on that string, and this dummy would fall on the road right in front of cars. Oh, uh, the fact that nobody died I, is amazing, including myself getting in trouble. Yeah. I mean, we used Amazing. to do that kind of stuff all the time. We would take one of us, normally me, because I was the youngest, and lay on the shoulder of the road right there, right in front of my house, and four or five dudes would stand over the top of me. This is again at night, and you see headlights coming down the road, and everybody would act like they were beating the living crap out of me. And as the headlights would show up, everybody would look up at the car and then turn around and run, and I would lay there like I was hurt. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. Next. That, and we would line up in moon cars, too. I don't know why... <laughs> uh, this is Tara. Tara says she loves the show, enjoying vacation, catching up on the podcast, listening to Monday's show, uh, and wanted to write and say, uh, uh, Jeff, your love for Aldi made me so happy. I wish you were on Facebook. We have a local group called Aldi Fans St. Louis. There you, is? You would get a kick out of it. I know there was uh, there was a, a, f- a faction, if you will, of people in Eureka trying to get an Aldi there, but that, you know didn't happen by the way um let's see do you get sucked into that middle aisle and i know tony you know what i'm talking about here every time the potpourri What's aisle the man. middle aisle it's just potpourri it's just uh, every time you walk in there it's something different so like uh the middle aisle the last time i was at aldi was uh there was an inflatable pool there was some um like bag chairs you know the the, the, the power water. washers there was a the power one has yeah, power washers, power now. washers 279 there. for a power washer 2700 psi hello they, they also had a total workout gym <laughs> Riz, like it looked really? like it looked like it looked like a damn Bowflex. So it's at all day. Random items. Yeah, yeah and, and then the next week it'll be like uh, metal. Um, uh, what are those things? Horse horses for out in the garage where you cut stuff. Yeah, you know, and yeah. then um, um, uh, sawhorse, and then like uh, sawhorse. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. And then they have like washers, and like not not like a dishwasher, but like a, like a set of washers that you play in the backyard. I, I have a circular saw that I bought at Aldi. So Aldi is not really sure where it is, but. Just looking it up, it's so it's a German company. So that the was, brother, the brother is uh, the founder of Trader Joe's. Yes, yeah, they had a. Uh, I don't want to. I don't know if they had a downfall or if they had a split or whatever. But he basically said, "Look, I want to do the same thing." Okay, but so they split, charge less. They split in 1960. There were two brothers that started it. Uh, and they split. And one went on to do one thing, and the other kept on with the Aldi thing. So it's almost like uh, like uh, Adidas. The Adidas yeah. brothers split, and one kept Adidas, and the other is Puma. Yeah, back in the day, it was Aldi, the stock-up store. And now it's just Aldi, go there and buy the uh, really good stuff for a cheaper price. 
And store. put a quarter in the, the shopping cart. Yeah, and that's the other thing, Riz. All the uh, one of the reason, one of the ways they keep uh, prices down is they have nobody going out and getting carts and pulling because they're all chained together out front. And you put a quarter in, and it releases the the cart. You use it, and you come back, and you put it back in, and get your quarter back. Huh. I typed in. Aldi Middle Aisle, and immediately a video popped up that says, the Aldi Middle Aisle is a goddamn American treasure. It really is. <laughs> I mean, I fully expect one of these days to walk in and have like bowling balls and porcupines there or something. Great. You just never know what's uh, going to be there. Yeah. Go, Look, there's one of those fat boy bikes. Huh. Yeah, overseas, they're basically Walmart. Like, their shops have everything. They've never been to one. And I, I tell you what, it is worth the drive and your time just for when they check you out because you can spend 200 bucks and they'll cash you out in 35 seconds. There you go. A canopy tent. You want a canopy tent or maybe even a car seat? They got them. <laughs> right there in the middle aisle, huh? Yep, yeah. Right there. right there in the middle aisle. And it, it's now I gotta fantastic. Go to Aldi. Okay. Next. It's fantastic because they have. They have uh, the barcodes around the entire uh, product, so therefore it scans much easier, too. Okay, well, little uh, things like that. This is from Jeremy. Jeremy heard the conversation on people ghosting on jobs. Uh, Jeremy works as, as a hiring manager, and he says, yes, it is an epidemic. says, I wish I knew how to solve as it happens every week. So, uh, by the way, just going back to... So we know ghosting as far as relationships go. Mm-hmm. That's just cutting off all contact. Yep. So instead of being a man and breaking up with somebody, you just end communication. You ghost. You disappear. And people are now doing this with jobs. People are doing this with jobs. Getting a job and just either not showing up for the first day of work or not calling back the hiring manager after getting the job, just disappearing. Yeah, and Jeremy, uh, being a hiring manager, he says a lot of it is just immaturity, but also the strong job market, as we talked, uh, I believe it was yesterday. And he says it's 20-somethings for the most part, but a lot of 50-somethings doing the exact same thing. And he says he's not the only hiring manager with this problem. I'd hate this to be a trend in society, but it is definitely it's a real there. thing. It's people don't want to confront people. It's, it's, it's the non-confrontational way of... Doing something. Yeah. What, what I don't get the easy is, way out. What I don't get is the accepting of the job and then just not showing up for the first day. Well, maybe you got, maybe you got a, a, a you know two job offers, and you know the first one, you know, I worked for a, you know Tony Patrico's company, and I got the job, and then Jeff Burton calls me and goes, "Hey man, I also got a job for you, but I'll pay more than Tony's company." Yeah, but then right. you call and you go, "Hey, I got well, a better offer. A, I'm sorry." That's what an yeah. adult would do. You're right? Have you? Have you? This reminds me of when I worked at the shoe store and we would fire people because of no call, no shows. And there were plenty of times where people just never like, "Hey, all right, man, when you work next Saturday night, five o'clock. All right, see you then." And I would never see that person again. That was them ghosting on their job, but back, you know, when you were in high school, it was considered a no call, no show. You just don't show up. See you later. Get out. Tell me if this is ghosting on a job because I may or may not have done this, and it was in radio. But I warned. No, I guess it's not ghosting because I warned them I wasn't coming, but nobody listened to me. It was I was I I spent a very short time at a radio station in Springfield called US ninety seven which is basically a Casey ripoff. And I was doing overnights. I had to be there at midnight, and I was there until 8 o'clock in the morning. I did the news and traffic on the morning show, guys. Deal. Not a classic rock guy at all. Def Leppard was coming to town, and the entire staff was going there. This was 1993. The point had started. 
and I had gotten a job at the point, and my start date was whatever day, and I told everybody on the staff, look, I'm not going to be here because I'm leaving to go back to St. Louis, and everybody's like, you have to work. Everybody else wants to go to the Death Leopard show. You don't care about it, so you have to be here, be here. and I said, I'm not coming. I'm not coming. Well, that's you telling somebody you're not going to go. But I didn't, like, cover my shift. I didn't do any of that stuff. I said I was leaving, and I have still, well, to this day, on, had no idea what happened. That's on them. Okay, good. Because you told them. Now I feel better. Ghosting yeah. would be yeah. just... You got the job at the point and just never showed up to your other job again. No call, nothing. Next, Jeff. Uh, hey, guys, had uh, tipping on the mind because of the show. Picked up Chinese tonight. Receipt had a tip line in it. I put an X in it. The lady saw and she was visibly upset about it. Do you guys tip in this situation? So, in other words, you're calling for Chinese. You go pick it up and there's a tip. there's a tip line. And the place I go to, the two places I go to, this happens every single time. And, and we've had this conversation before. I do tip for, for takeout. Um, there are websites, I'm looking at one right now, it says, as for modern tipping etiquette, uh, there is no obligation to tip on takeout, but one should tip 10% for, quote, extra service, whether it be a curbside delivery or a large, complicated order. They do say there's no need to leave a tip when picking up takeout. Yeah, see, I don't. When I when I pick up the Chinese I takeout, I do not. I do. I, I, I normally do. I do, but I almost feel worse doing it than not doing it because I usually be, feel worse because like my bill is eight dollars or or twelve dollars or whatever the hell it is, and I walk in and I put like a dollar or two dollars. Yeah, that's fine. I feel weird though. I feel weird Why? doing it. I just feel strange. Would you feel but, worse just putting an X through it? See, that makes me feel worse. Mm, yeah. yeah. Because that's like on purpose going, nah, ah. Uh, yeah, that's <laughs> you going, eh, 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 eh. Not today. Because kind of in my head, I am doing that, though. It's like you're just standing behind the counter. But I always say somebody's got to get the order together for you. So do you tip at the drive-thru when you go through a drive-thru of, say, yeah, that's not parties? A that's not a tipping situation. At the same How's time, he's, he's bringing up a great point. They cook it, they bag it, they hand it to you. That's exactly what they do at a Chinese and, restaurant. And at a Chinese out. place, you're actually physically getting out of your car and walking in, drive through. That's don't. a great point, man. That is a fantastic point. And, and uh, no, it's, it's, it came from the emailer. I can't take credit for that, no, but no, still, it's, it's a good. No, it's a good point. But it, it's you just don't tip at fast food places. You tip at regular restaurants. I mean, do you leave a tip? Uh, you know, at the. At the the Culver's when they bring your meal over to you. Or Hardee's. You know, sometimes you eat at the Hardee's and they bring the meal over to you. You yeah. throw a tip down. Mm-mm. But you throw a tip down at a restaurant when the waitress brings you food. Another great point. But I also clean up after myself at Hardee's. I, I take my tray and I take it to the trash can. I don't know, Jeff. There are some gray areas. There is. You're right. All right, one more. Uh, hey, dear Rizzuto show. This is not signed by anybody but a weirdo. Hope you all are doing well. So one question for the group. What do you like prefer video game console wise? I'll go ahead and defer to everybody else on this one. Uh, PlayStation, Xbox or Nintendo. I can uh, I can answer that I'm a PS4 guy, and I know Moon and Scott are Xbox One. I have the PlayStation yeah. at home. You have a PlayStation. You also have the Nintendo Switch, so I don't know how much you play it. My, my son plays. Okay. Jeff is Atari. Yes, Jeff's probably the last 64. one. <laughs> Jeff is can and kick. It was a Commodore sixty three. I actually played kick the can. Of course you did. Also the big, uh, the, you know, the big hoop with the stick. Yes, yes. yes. yeah. We couldn't afford. I the saw hoop. somebody I had the yesterday. Stick. 
I saw somebody yesterday on a unicycle. Wow. On Manchester, down in the uh, in the uh, Baldwin area. Wow, you don't see that. No. Is that technically called a wheelie? I don't know. He was on a unicycle going, I think, uh, west on Manchester. Was he juggling or anything else? No, just no, no. Having no, a heyday. No, Circus wasn't in town? Nothing? Nope. Huh. Nope. Young guy. It looked like he was coming from work. I think he had a uniform on. Oh, man. Is that going to be the new hipster thing to do is... A unicycle? No, it's a penny farther. Uh, yes. yes. Yeah, the big, yes. Get the, the big wheel and the, and the little wheel. <laughs> Rizzuto Show. Traffic and weather. Look up penny farther. <laughs> Rizzuto. Don't forget this evening, 6 to 8 o'clock, we're out at Captain Jim's Fireworks in West Alton, Highway 67, right between the bridges. Tomorrow, join me at the Anheuser-Busch Brewery Beer Garden for a happy hour, 5 to 7 o'clock, live music, food, drink. If you haven't been to the beer garden yet, I mean, it's nice. Yeah, it is. Nice. It's awesome. Nice. 5 to 7 tomorrow beer garden over at the brewery so it's funny uh i would love to just put a put a camera in the patrico household it, it, so, it needs to be a, it needs to be a web show so you know while they're building tony's house him and the fam are living with with dad mom moved back in mm-hmm. yeah and if you got some time in the afternoon all right we get home normally around one o'clock every day mm-hmm. get up in the office by 3.30, home by 1 o'clock. Now, to be conscious in the evening and be pleasant with family members, I like to take about an hour, hour and a half nap, if I can, every day. In fact, my wife encourages it. Like, hey, you know what? House is empty. Go upstairs. Just you know, shut your eyes for an hour, hour and a half. Take a good nap. Refreshed. Ready to hang out with the family. Same same in my place. It's like, hey, did you get a nap today? Hey, let's get the door closed. Hey, let's keep the kids downstairs. Let's take the dogs here. You go do what you need to mm-hmm. do. Take a nap. Yeah. When you get up, it's, hey, man, did you get some? Yeah, Did you, did you fall asleep? Is everything good? Yeah. On with the evening. This is why I'm present. Right. Tony takes a nap, and what does his dad say when he gets up? Oh, it's even when I go down there. When I go down there, I either get, you know, or when I come out, it's something along the lines of, Oh, little baby needs a nappy nappy. <laughs> and I just go, yep. Just about every time, huh? So, like, I'll never forget. This was this was a couple weeks ago, but I was walking downstairs, and uh, my mom goes, oh, we're going to go lay down? And I was like, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a little bit of a nap. And my dad goes, oh, we were a little tired. I'm like, get up at three in the morning. Yes, I'm tired. Yes, I am. Yes, I am tired. I'm in the basement sleeping on an air mattress. I'm a little tired. <laughs> Which, by the way, I think I may have broke that today. So, you know, it's a ge- you know he's not an a hole. It's it a would, generational thing. Oh, it I know for a fact. My dad, listen, me, if I came down after taking a nap, after again getting up at two thirty in the morning, being at work by three thirty, and my wife went, "Oh, yeah. we up now." Want a bottle? Oh, God. <laughs> now, and, and Jeff's totally right. Like, I totally get it. In In the history of life, I've maybe seen my dad go take a nap on, like, 
a Saturday afternoon after he not only woke up early, went to work on, you know, a Saturday, then came home, cut the grass, cleaned the carpets, cleaned out the garage, and then built a home. Then he's like, I might go lay down for 30 minutes. And he would literally go lay down for 30 minutes and then wake up and then go build another home. Like, that's how he was. So when I come home and I go, I'm going to go lay down for an hour after coming in and doing this, he's like, oh, little princess needs his beauty rest. Yeah, but he didn't. He didn't have your hours, though. He didn't I mean, get up at 2.30, you know, 3 he, o'clock. He, he, di- he didn't, but, I mean, the dude does get up at, you know, he's up at 4.35 o'clock every morning. So, I mean, listen, he, I, I'm not saying that, oh, I get up so much earlier than him and I deserve a nap. But I don't say nothing when he goes and lays down. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't say that. Yeah. Oh, little baby need a nappy? I just look at him and I go, uh, yes. Okay. Yes, I do. Yep. Little baby does need a nappy. <laughs> you are going to be over at the new home site with a shovel eventually, aren't you? I told you, let's get this going. If you need me to carry uh, boards or uh, make sure that you are provided with as many nails as needed, I am there for you, McBride. <laughs> Let right. me know. All right. Again, I'm not. I'm not looking forward to you moving out because I'll miss the stories. But that's fine. The Rizzuto Show. Crap on celebrities. All right, let's find out what's going on in the world of music and entertainment with your crap on celebrities. It's brought to you by Amco Ranger Termite and Pest Solutions, protecting people and property from pests for over 50 years. This one hurts if it's true. And uh, keep in mind, all of these allegations are from someone who is anonymous, going on Twitter as at I was 17, he was 36. Caught up in uh, um, the possibility of rape, sexual assault. Maynard James Keenan, lead singer of Tool and A Perfect Circle. Been accused of rape by someone posting, again, anonymously on Twitter. And again, the handle is at I was 17, he was 36. This person alleges that Keenan raped her in a Nine Inch Nails slash Perfect Circle uh, concert in 2000. She wrote, in part, we were in the front row, and me and my boyfriend, my boyfriend had his arm around me, arms around me, Maynard saw me and threw a water bottle in my direction. The guy next to me caught it. My boyfriend and I laughed and thought it was cool. Minutes later, a heavyset blonde white woman came out to meet us. She looked at me and asked, do you want to meet the band? Now, the alleged victim was not allowed to bring her boyfriend back with her, but was led backstage by that particular woman. That particular woman was never saw again. When she got there, she recalls, quote, Maynard was sitting on a picnic table and was staring at me. Nine Inch Nails hadn't even gone on yet. I had plenty of time to get an autograph and get back to the show and to my boyfriend. But Maynard kept chatting. He asked me how old I was. I said 17. Then he said, I can't talk to you here. Let's go watch a movie. I mean, this is the danger of just throwing out allegations like this. I'm so glad you said that. Yeah. Anonymous. And I could make up any story and say I'm a 17 year old girl and go on to social media yeah. and write the same thing. Yep. And I just Google searched Maynard James Keenan and I don't know how many articles have come up about this. Yeah. I mean, it goes on and on and on talking about uh, I can't talk to you here. Let's go watch a movie. Pull me away from everyone onto the tour bus. Then she describes how it was non consensual. Uh, he held me down, I was in a paralyzed state. Uh, I know that this doesn't sound like rape to some people, but I'm telling the story because of the, uh, you know, the hashtag Me Too and the hashtag Times Up movement, that sort of thing. I mean, I'm seeing at least 10, 10 to 20 articles here. And if it's true, 
then the man should be in jail. Yeah. Quote, and if it's not true, then whoever wrote this should be in jail. Should be in yeah. jail, yeah. Later on, I heard from a male friend that he did this in every city at every show, and he preferred underage girls. That is startling, and if it's not true, you need to go to jail because you're just destroying somebody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's horrendous. Again, if it's not, it's horrendous on both accounts. If it is true, that's a horrendous act. If it's not true, it's horrendous to make that Such up about somebody. A, we yeah. live in dangerous times, yeah. guys. And it's a, it's apparently it's all over Reddit as well. Uh, and this happened over this first kind of came to light over the weekend on Reddit. Several users saying that they had similar experiences in which women were invited backstage to meet Keenan. Uh, they were not allowed to bring their boyfriends either. Another Reddit user says, uh, no way, because backstage they always check IDs. So it's already he said, she said. He said, she said, anonymous allegations, Internet allegations, message boards, bulletin boards. Um Oh, I heard he does this in other cities with right. only underage girls. I mean, it, these are horrendous things, if true. Yeah. And the man should be locked up. And it sucks because that person can hide behind the phrase, I heard. Because that only, doesn't, that yeah. doesn't, yep. you know what I mean? It doesn't really latch them on to anything legally. It's just, oh, I heard. And there's only one name mentioned in this, Maynard James Keenan. See, I will say my experience with all that, like our production manager, tour manager, he did a great job of... He, if he thought someone looked really young, he would ID him. And this is when you were with Story Story the Year, when, yeah. when you were touring with them. Yeah, he did a great. He wouldn't allow anyone underage to ever get on a bus. And this, you know, this is obviously just coming out wow. and everything. And uh, Maynard James Keenan is in Europe with Perfect Circle. Nothing from his camp so far. Terry Crews, gigantic former NFL player, muscles on top of muscles. And Terry Crews is one of my favorites. Hilarious. Him on Brooklyn Nine-Nine is one of the greatest characters in the history of television. Terry Crews in anything he's in makes me laugh. Idiocracy. Yeah, is President phenomenal. Camacho in Idiocracy. He's the best. And, a, and a, just a big, big man. Uh, as I said, muscles on top Seems of muscles. He's like a nice guy, too. Yeah. 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 Uh, t- uh, 2016, he claims he was sexually assaulted. We've talked about this in the past when a uh, powerful Hollywood agent grabbed his uh, genitals at a party. He was kind of, well, not kind of, he was afraid to tell the story until recently uh, the hashtag MeToo movement took hold. Well, he went to the Senate yesterday and urged them to pass a sexual assault survival's bill of rights. And here is part of his opening statement. My name is Terry Crews. I am an actor, author, former athlete, advocate and a survivor of a sexual assault. This past year, we have seen powerful men in Hollywood and elsewhere finally held accountable for sexual harassment and assault. We also saw the backlash survivors faced after coming forward. I wanted these survivors to know that I believed them. I supported them and that this happened to me too. And he went on, if you listen to the rest of that speech, he gets very emotional, very mm-hmm. emotional. And then there was a senator there named Diane Feinstein. I think she's like 85 years old. She's pretty old school. I asked him why he she's, didn't just... Uh, I, I don't think she's she's in her 80s. She's, got, she's older. Oh, I looked her up. It said 85. Oh, really? She's yeah. 85? That's what... Maybe I looked up a different Diane Feinstein. I don't know. But I, I thought it said 85. But you're right, though, because I did look up a video of her on uh, one of the one of the news programs, and she didn't look 85, although it was like two or three years How old. old is she? An American politician serving as senior United States senator from California, 85. Wow. And you said she's pretty... What was uh, she looks good she's for 85, pretty. I tell you that. 
Well, she asked him, "Hey, man, you're such a big dude. Why didn't you just Why didn't you just physically handle this guy and just flatten him?" And this was his response. All right, this is uh, Terry Crews. Yeah, you're a big, powerful man. Why didn't you, Senator, as a black man in America, say it as it is? I think it's important. You only have a few shots at success. You only have a few chances to make yourself a viable member of the community. I'm from Flint, Michigan. I have seen many, many young black men who were provoked into violence, and they were in prison, and then or they were killed, and they're not here. My wife, for years, prepared me. She said, "If you ever get goaded, if you ever get prodded, if you ever have anyone try to try to push you into any kind of situation, don't be violent." And she trained me, and the training worked. Pretty smart. Yeah, Terry Crews is a big guy, and also I get you're an actor in Hollywood, and this was an agent. That, yes, uh, very, very powerful. A very agent. powerful yeah. agent. You yeah. knock him out, and the door closes for our, for a lot of things. Absolutely, yeah. including, and I don't know if you're going to go into this. He was in the first three Expendables movies, correct? Yes. Sylvester Stallone, all those, all those movies. He says when he came forward with these allegations, I guess the agent that had sexually harassed him is the agent of the producer of the Expendables movies, who is also facing sexual allegation charges. The producer of the Expendables movie said, drop these charges or you will not be in the new movie. Wow. Guess who's not in the new Expendables movie? Terry Crews. Gotta like the guy even more after that, right? Wow. Because he was in the first three. So. Hmm. Uh, Then other end of the spectrum here, as far as common sense is concerned, on Monday, actor Ron Perlman tweeted this out of the blue. And you know Ron Perlman from, for me, it's Sons of Anarchy. I guess he was the Beast in Beauty and the Beast years ago. What else is he? Hellboy. Hellboy. Hellboy, That's the other thing. Was he in Expandables as well? I don't think so. He says, Uh, quote. It sounds like he should be. Yeah. Yeah. I think he might have been. Hmm. Well, he tweeted just out of the blue, quote, Did I ever tell ya about when Harvey Weinstein told me to make sure I shook his hand at a charity event, so I stopped in the men's room and he urinated on his hand, then went straight up and to him in the receiving line and shook his hand. Did why? Ya? Why? First of all, why he decided to tweet this? And second of all, did ya? Yeah, did you really? He tweets some pretty interesting things. He seems uh, like a man unhinged. Oh, Ron yeah. Perlman. Yeah, I agree with that. Just he tweets out some wacky things. Did you pee on your hands? Okay, well. Sounds like his bad aim. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I, did, I did that on purpose. Yeah, yeah I was going to shake Harvey Weinstein's hand. Yeah. I'm a big rebel. Uh, Ariana Grande has got a new song that's called uh, The Light Is Coming, and it's got a sample of a guy saying, you wouldn't let anybody speak and instead, and it goes over and over and over in the song. Check it out. Speak and instead. 
What is that? That is, uh, it turns out it's from uh, an old CNN clip from 2009. There was a town hall meeting with uh, Pennsylvania Senator that Arlen Specter back in the day. And the, the original guy, his name is Craig Anthony Miller. He's now 68 years old. Here's the original audio here. Hmm. I came prepared to speak, and instead, you wouldn't let anybody speak. You handed out, what, 30 cards? Well, I got news for you, that you and your cronies in the government do this kind of stuff all the time. Well, I don't care. Does he not sound like the guy that would stand in his front yard and say, get out of my yard, quit yes. cutting through my yard, yes. you're parked in front of my house, all oh, yeah. that stuff, right? I love oh, yeah. the word cronies. I was just going to say, <laughs> nobody uses that all that much. <laughs> Got to bring that back. I'm, we need to. You and your cronies from that morning radio show. <laughs> it's also a good serial name. Crony? Cronies? Yeah. So he just found out <laughs> that his... <laughs> That that is in Ariana Grande's song. He's now 68 years old, and people are suing. No, he is not. Uh, That's the funny thing. He says, uh, I'm not in the MTV. Just listen to this guy. Think of that guy's voice saying this. I'm not in the MTV crowd because I'm 68 years old. It doesn't matter if my voice is in it. I'm not going to put any money in it because it's not going to put any money in my pocket, I'm sure. (laughs) That's his reaction. Mm -hmm. His, his, Get off of my lawn. When when asked to, to give a quote about the new song, he said, this music is racket. No, I'm sorry. This noise is racket. It's just a bunch of racket. <laughs> Female superheroes get more and more popular, as we know. So one website decided to, uh, well, go to Google Trends and uh, determine the most popular female superhero for each state. Why? Not really sure. Not surprisingly, who's the number one in the most states? Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman obviously got the most. She had uh, seven states. What about what about Bat Girl? <laughs> or Catwoman? <laughs> Don't see a whole lot for either one of them. Bat Girl, a Catwoman. Supergirl and Marvel's Jessica Jones each got six states. And man, has anybody seen that Supergirl TV show? My dad loves that show. Loves it. Like, I mean, appointment viewing for him. Well, you know, you know, you have to say to him when he's watching it. Oh, what are you watching? A little program? Oh, we got to watch our superhero. Girl flying around. I don't know why I became the church lady there. Uh, let's see. DC Heroes, Batgirl, and Power Girl each got a big deal in four states. Neither one of them ever had their own show, though. Black Widow from the Avengers and Black Canary from the CW series Arrow each got three states apiece. So who was Missouri? Who was number one in Missouri? Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. Nope. Roseanne. Wow. Roseanne. It was Roseanne. Bat Girl? Yeah. It's not Bat Girl either. I know this is going to come as a shock, but this is a superhero I've never heard of. It could she's, be anybody. Though. I don't believe Captain she's Marvel. ever been in a movie. I think it's pretty much just a comic book and hasn't been in a movie yet. I could be a Jean million Gray. percent wrong. No. Uh, Spider Phoenix. Woman. Is it a Marvel? Is it a Marvel character? What he doesn't. Asking? He doesn't even know that. Let me look it up, real. What fast. letter does it start with? And it's it's two words, and it starts with an S. The first word it starts oh, so it's in not an the S. flash. Let me, let me look at. Don't look at my computer. Sonic. You're always not supposed to. Look Surely, at Sarah. <laughs> American comic books published by Marvel Comics. Okay. Spider Woman. Created by Stan Lee. Okay. Susie uh, sews a lot. 
Susie sews a lot. She's patching up this town, so, one crowd at a time. Wow. You need a memory blanket, she's got you covered. <laughs> need a little help? Give us another hint. Her alter ego. Her alter ego is named Jennifer Walters. No idea. Keep going. Give us another hint. Uh, her abilities are superhuman strength, speed, durability, endurance, regenerative healing factors as well. Her significant other is Luke Cage. Okay, that's a that's a Netflix affiliations. Show. Fantastic Four, Defenders, and A Force. Sue Storm. Ooh, no, no. Okay, who is it? I will tell you the her color, and that'll just give it away. A, just tell us. She Hulk. Uh, huh? Have you guys heard of She Hulk? Yes, I, I've heard. I've heard of She Hulk. I don't know much about her. Number one uh, in Missouri, Illinois, was uh, was uh, Wonder Woman mm. as far as uh, the biggest one. Did you guys know that mu- the music festival Coachella has a what's called a radius clause? Have you guys ever heard of this? Yeah, um, where you can't play a certain distance from where Coachella is. Right, right. So as to not affect ticket sales. It's really pretty ridiculous, though. So it- like, like if Beyonce were playing Coachella, uh, she couldn't play in Los Angeles for a certain amount of time. Right. Yeah, so so it's an area and it's a, and it's a, an amount of time, but this is crazy. They are not allowed to play any other festivals if you're on Coachella in North America between December 15th and May 1st. So in April, an Oregon music festival called Sold Out Productions sued Coachella saying that because of this radius clause, they set up an illegal monopoly because of those dates. Think of those dates, December 15th through May 1st. You cannot play anywhere in North America. Wow. They tried to book a bunch of the acts that are on uh, Coachella for their for their show in Portland, Oregon, and all the musicians said they couldn't accept because of this radius clause. Well, that's clause. on the musician. If they think it's worth it to play Coachella yeah. and, and have this radius clause in their deal, then... That's this up thing to them. is more than a thousand miles separation between. I these mean, that's two. up to the artist. If it, but if it's the also the next thinks, state. If the artist thinks that that's worth it to them to then not be able to play other places monetarily or whatever wise, relationship wise with other promoters, and that's up to them. Here's the restrictions: No North American festival between December 15th and May 1st. Nothing in the counties of L.A., Orange, Riverside, San Bernardino, San uh, Santa Barbara, Ventura, San Diego, from December 15th through May 1st. Plus, they shall not advertise, publicize, or leak any performance that interferes with Coachella's marketing schedule as well. Whoa. They cannot promote or talk about any festival or a themed event in the United States. It just goes on and on and on. It is. That is the uh, radius clause for Coachella. And I'm sure with Point Fest, there's a radius clause as well. Yeah. Like when bands come through here, they're not allowed to play a certain distance from... Like you can't play Festus Fest. Yeah. Yeah. Leading up to the show. I mean, yeah. that's like, like, ticket sales. If, if, yeah, if a band is going to be playing uh, a, like a big summer show or like a Point Fest on a Saturday, they can't get here Thursday night and play at a smaller venue for a cheaper price. They can't do. I mean, I'm sure it's somewhere written in the contract that you can't do that. And, and you know what the artists have to say about this? No comment. Which is pretty smart. Well, it, it's it's up to them. If they, they want to sign that deal, then they sign that deal. They, 100% they agree. Face the consequences. Uh, if you haven't seen this yet, the new uh, trailer for the new Predator, uh, which comes out in September, it looks fantastic. I have not, not seen the trailer yet. Sterling K. Brown in it. And St. Louis' own? Yep, and it's up on the uh, the trailers on the blog if you want to check it out. 20th season premiere of Big Brothers on CBS tonight. You see who the chick is that's kicking ass in that? In what? The Predator 
No, True. but I saw she's attractive, young lady. It's Olivia Mund. Oh. It's Mun. 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 No, this is Olivia Mund. Yeah, this is she's a different. She's a new actress. Oh, this is a different, different yeah. When she's in The Predator, she goes by Mund. Mm. Uh, crabby birthdays, Chandler Riggs. That's Carol on The Walking Dead. He is 19. Uh, Madeline Sweeten. She was Ray's daughter, Allie, on Everybody Loves Raymond. That chick is 27 years old now. Wow. God, I remember a couple years after that show was canceled, her mom put out some sort of posting on whatever social media was around at the time saying, um... My, my my daughter's available for other yeah. acting gigs. Oh, no. Yeah, and I don't think it worked out. I don't think she's uh, done anything. I don't think so either. Chloe uh, uh, Kardashian uh, is 34. Toby Maguire, 43. J.J. Abrams, 52. And today's Burton birthday of the day. He ran for president in the 90s. He's a real squirrely little fellow with ears that went on for days. Uh, Ross Perot, 88 years uh, young Ross today. Ross Perot loved charts. Uh, yes, he, he did. He did. Ross Perot loved charts. Uh-huh. Today's porno birthday, which is being brought to you by Patricia's Where Fun and Fantasy Meet, is Gia Paloma. And today's birthday girls handled more meat than all the butchers at Menino's Market and 355 fine films, including Artcore, Toilet Girls, Three Way or No Way, Squeal Like a Pig, Girth, Wind, and Fire, Lesbo A Go-Go, and who could forget her unforgettable role in The Tonsil Train. Gia Paloma, 34 years old. That is your porno birthday, your crappy birthday, and that is your crap on celebrities. Yeah, that was uh, Moon. And then advertisement. And uh, I guess he went parasailing yesterday. He's down where? Gulf Shores? Yes. <laughs> well, he's, he's probably in the and, hospital now. Well, he had, to send me, he had to send me pictures of uh, him and the family parasailing. I said, you count your lucky stars, you made it. <laughs> That have something happens. OSHA what is it, not your friend. He posted something on was it Facebook, or Instagram. Instagram? Yeah. What do you write? Screw you, Riz Show. You can't keep a daredevil grounded. For those that don't know, my good buddy Riz hates that parasailing is an unregulated industry. And minutes before we went, he was sending me articles and news segments of the dangers <laughs> of parasailing uh, and death. That is that is true. I sent him this. It is a popular site along American beaches. Vacationers flying below colorful parachutes being towed by a boat. It's called parasailing. But a new case is opening up some new and serious questions about the safety of the sport. Here's ABC's Ron Claiborne now. Oh, yeah, there's a whole thing about it. (laughs) Ron Claiborne from ABC News breaks it down. ABC World News Tonight, parasail dangers. (laughs) I sent him that article before he went. He goes on to say, we took all the kids and all of them loved it. Their favorite part was seeing all the jellies, a shark, two dolphins, and a huge huge sea turtles. Glad you made it. You say shark? Yes. Wow. No, thanks. Yeah. If you type in, is parasailing safe? It just says no. Uh, somebody says, uh, somebody <laughs> commented and said, Riz has two rules, right? Neither one of those are don't go parasailing. If it's not important enough to make the list, he doesn't really care that it's unregulated. <laughs> and that is, I mean, it says, uh, quote, is dependent on the skill and expertise of the master parasailer operator. No federal regulation. Yeah, see, that's why I don't want a parasail. Hey, yep. you do you. Somebody also posted and said, good thing to see that you still have your legs. <laughs> and then uh, somebody here also uh, posted, Riz can be such a tampon on the show sometimes. Have a blast. Okay. Yeah, that's true. That is true. A tampon on the show, huh? Well, I'm, I'm the tampon of fun. I block fun. Is that what? Yeah, but just like once I a block month. the flow of fun. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't like what you just said. Uh, I, that is an image. Uh, I, I, uh, uh, yeah. Morning, everybody. <laughs> wow. 
758. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm it's glad special. you're safe, okay? For those of you who say I don't care, I care. For the well-being of you and your family. Glad everybody made it out alive. Just barely. Hey, story earlier this week. Somebody had their legs taken off because of a parasailing accident. Yep. I just typed in parasail because I wanted to see if I could pull some good audio of us people parasailing. And the first four videos say parasailing gone wrong. <laughs> and it's people landing in shark infested waters. <laughs> Sounds so much fun. I can't wait to never do that. Uh, before we get to news here, I want to talk about this woman on a Spirit Airline flight. And this woman had a total meltdown. Well, here was the deal. I guess this plane on, on Monday night made an unscheduled landing because of a medical emergency. I knock on wood. I've never been on a plane where there's... Have you been a, been a medical emergency? I, I've flown quite a few L- times. Lies. You're lying right now. You were definitely on a plane where there was a medical emergency right freaking next to you. Yeah, but we didn't take off and have to make an unscheduled landing. That is true. But there was definitely a medical emergency next to you. Back in December... <laughs> in fact, when Patrico and I were flying out to Los Angeles secretly to go film Beach Shazam, a guy next to me had a seizure prior to the flight taking off. Mm-hmm. So actually, wow. he was in the middle. Ter- it was terrifying. He was in the middle. He was in the middle seat, and I had to get to the window seat. And I was like, excuse me. He was on the he was on the plane first. I said, "Excuse me," and he wasn't moving. And I'm like, "Wow, what a dick!" And I kind of had to step over him to get to my seat. And then I look over, and I'm like, "Man, something is not right here." He was having a seizure. Wow. So how what'd you do in that circumstance? He was having a seizure. Well, the guy sitting next to him, this guy was by himself. The guy sitting next to him wound up getting a flight attendant. Saying, hey, man, this guy's having a seizure. And the guy says, oh, I have him all the time. No big deal. And I'm saying to myself, nope, that's a pretty big deal. Yep. That's a pretty big deal. If we're flying to Los Angeles, that's a couple-hour flight. And you're sitting next to me. Yeah, you know what? It's not. It may not be a big deal to you, but it is to everybody else. That's exactly what I was going to say. This may be a regular thing for you, but for me, this is a big deal. And unfortunately, this guy was going to Los Angeles to go see a doctor about his about his issues. He he didn't look well. He did not look well. Brother, other than that, they let you all stay in an emergency row, right? In an emergency seat, sir? Why are you speaking? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, my God. I don't know. Oh, my God. <laughs> <Holy> Anywho. Man, what a tampon you are. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Wow. See right there. Yeah, tampons and comments, too. <laughs> wow. Hey, quick question. Why are you speaking? Why do you have a microphone? <laughs> I think Scott's the just tampon of, mo- of, of, of momentum. <laughs> anyway, so uh, the flight attendant says, uh, yeah, it's a big deal. I have to tell the pilot that you just had a seizure. And the guy said, no, it's, it's fine. I'll be okay. Flight attendant's like, no, you're not going to be okay. I'm going to tell the pilot. So she goes to tell the pilot, the guy says, to me, I'm not getting off this plane. I said, oh boy, here we go. Here we go. 
Flight attendant comes back and she says, the pilot says you have to get off the plane. God forbid you have a seizure mid-flight and we have to land. Guy says, I'm not getting off the plane. Now, Patrico's a couple rows behind me, sees commotion around my aisle. Well, I was wondering why it was like, uh, it was, I mean, it wasn't anything extravagant, but it was a good chunk of time passed and we weren't moving. Nothing was happening. I'm yeah, going, and there what were about the three or four happening? flight attendants right in my row. And I'm yeah. like, oh my God, get this man off the plane. What if he has a seizure? I'm sitting next to this guy. I don't know what to do. Yeah. What if he falls on me? What if he throws mm-hmm. up on me? Yeah. This what? man should not be flying. I knew it was serious when flight attendant, flight attendant, flight attendant wearing a yellow vest, police officer. Mm-hmm. I went, oh boy. Yeah, because this guy's refusing to get off the plane. I'm not getting off. And he, you said he was literally on the plane to go see a doctor? He, that's what he said. Uh, that's what he said. And I'm not getting off. I'm not getting off. I'm not getting off. And then the, the police officer comes on. Okay, I'll go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a smart guy at yeah. least. Okay, I'll yeah. go. So it could have been it could have been a medical emergency and an unscheduled landing. That's why they took him off the plane. They said, um, what if we're in mid-flight? You have something happens, we gotta land. Imagine if he didn't have a seizure right then and it was 30 minutes later. Yeah, who yeah. knows? And I did feel bad for calling the guy a, a douche in my head for not moving. You didn't know. I had no idea. You didn't know. I had no idea. No idea. Well, anyway, so Monday night. Plane, Spirit Airlines, unscheduled landing because of this medical emergency. The woman on the plane marches up and down the aisle screaming and cursing and talking about how her brothers are marine snipers, how her family's been through hell. Two passengers actually get up to stand in her way, maybe to protect other people, because this woman was was out of control. Get me the f- off this f- f- plane! You ought to be f***ing and f***ing at me! You will see me f- you will! Oh, get me the f*** off this plane! I don't f*** what? I don't care! Put me in a sight vest! You know who my brothers are? They're f***ing Marine snipers! You wanna f*** with the f***ing Marine? Hey guys, just go hit her and let her off. Let me the f*** off, bastards! Go to hell! Now, imagine a small plane, small aisle, the plane looks packed, and this woman is going up and down the aisle like this. Yeah, and the one guy, I don't know if there was more than one or two people that walked up to her, but the part of the video I saw when this guy walked up to the guy in the hat, I think it was, mm-hmm. I was like, dude, you're going to get hit. You're going to get hit. You're going to get hit. There was also a big black guy. Yeah, that's the guy I'm talking yeah. about. Do you not yeah. have a hat and on? another guy with a big beard mm. kind of stands up. to, And they told those two guys to sit down like, yeah. hey, we'll handle this. Oh, I don't know what the hell is. I've been there. I've lived. Now the story. And here's here's the sad thing is more uh, later later in the video you could see her uh, some guy kind of hugs her and she and she starts crying in his arms somebody that she doesn't know and I'm thinking this woman and I don't know I I bet you comes out that she is a. former military person who's got PTSD. That, that, I read that that's, that is the, either the case or that's ah. the rumor, I guess I should say. Because if you see the, her oh, eyes... Oh, is that the rumor? Yeah, if you see her eyes or if you listen to that, there's she's she's manic. 
That's not just somebody that's pissed off. Yeah, that's some that's something triggered her. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. When you hear something like that, yeah, there's that something is, going uh, on. Triggered. Yeah. Something triggered her. And that that to me is like a PTSD thing. Yeah. After being led off of the aircraft by police and transported to a hospital, the woman underwent a men- mental health evaluation. According to KOHU, she is a military veteran, and the yeah, outburst is believed to have been brought on by post-traumatic stress disorder. I know. It's so sad. Hey, can you just almost tell by the, by the like I said, yeah, the Yeah, I knew something was up there. Yeah. I knew something was up. She ain't just mad. That's why I, I, I didn't a, want to make fun of her. No. Yeah. And it says here that this is from like a... Like a uh, medical expert said just to be in that confined space that is all it takes for somebody mm-hmm. that has PTSD to just snap and it, and, and and she could have flown a hundred times before this it was just this one time that boom hmm. it just kicked in she could have been on and she could have been on edge as it was being on the plane and then for have for having it land unscheduled and just yeah just anything just that snapped. got her off of that path nah. unfortunately I hope she gets the help she needs mm-hmm. yeah that's a bummer yeah, that is a bummer. All right, let's do some uh, some local news here. Oh, yeah. We're going to do some news. And your news being sponsored by Club Fitness. So early this morning, a police officer in Allerton, Illinois, was dragged by a van at the Flying J truck stop. Thank God he's going to be all right. This was just before 1230 this morning. The officer tried to stop three people who were suspected of stealing from the Flying J. And as the officer approached their van, the suspects drove off. And the officer was dragged about 5 to 10 feet. And cops later spotted the van, pulled it over near North 26th Street and uh, Henrietta Avenue in East St. Louis. One of the suspects ran into the woods. Two other people in the van, a man and a woman, were arrested. Cops found the third guy in the woods a little later on, but thank God the cops are right. Wow. Uh, Police say they found pictures uploaded to a robbery victim's stolen cell phone and hope they they may uh, get suspects because of this. So check this out, and and I'm going to try to connect some dots here. Back on May 28th, a woman was robbed of her car and cell phone at gunpoint on 9th and Geyer in Soulard. Oh, boy. It was the same week that there were a bunch of violent robberies in the area. The same week also that bartender was murdered in Soulard. So cops said that not not long after this robbery, a couple pictures were uploaded to the victim's iCloud account. And the victim saw the picture, said she didn't recognize any of the people as suspects. So it's probably somebody that either bought or got the phone from the robbers. The robbers were the middleman. So far, nobody's been arrested, and they're not saying if the murder or the violent robberies are connected, but maybe. Especially in that area where there's not a lot of of crime mm-hmm. normally. And there that particular week, there was a lot of stuff going on. Mm-hmm. So maybe, maybe that's all connected. Maybe that's the crack in the case. A uh, 35-year-old... Derek Foutin has been charged with robbery after police say he robbed a woman after she shopped at the Walmart in Belleville. This was around 8.15 Sunday morning. Derek, who's homeless, approached this woman in the parking lot as she was walking out to her car. He snatched money out of her hand and ran by uh, ran to the nearby uh, Swick Metrolink stop. 
and a SWIC officer detained Derek until the police got there. The woman was not hurt. I hate to see this. Uh, thousands of dollars worth of equipment stolen from a business down in the Bevo Mills area. So somebody had broken out a window at Vit Heating and Cooling and stole about three grand worth of specialty equipment and materials. That's low. And not the first time this week that's that something's happened to this company either. The lock was busted off one of their work trucks sometime late Sunday or early Monday morning. So not only are they having to deal with the stolen equipment, but they have customers who have work needing to be done. And and that's going to cause a delay in that work being done. And for a heating and cooling company, that's devastating, especially since there are excessive heat warnings scheduled and and on the books for tomorrow and Friday. This is when they're making their money. Mm -hmm. And there are a lot of heating and cooling companies out there. And what do they rely on? We can get you done right away. We can get you done right away. Yeah, if you have any info on the robbery, call the uh, St. Louis City Police. Uh, Yesterday's uh, St. Louis County Council meeting, officials created a task force that will look at the opioid epidemic. My question is, now? Yeah. Are you saying in regard to why hasn't this been yeah, why for hasn't a this been a thing already? Like I'm I'm glad they're doing this. And the council created a bipartisan task force, asked for a million dollars in emergency funding to fight the opioid epidemic. And the task force will be established by July third and have a plan of action by August thirty first. Well, that's great. But now? Yeah. Yeah, it's like somebody finally went, ah, opioids, let's this take a look. The, should we take a look issue? at this? I think we should. Uh, police in Maryland Heights are warning people about a phone scam where somebody uh, somebody calls and says there's a warrant out for your arrest. And the scammer tries to get the person to send the money. There's also another one where they say that someone you know has been in an accident. And cops say they will never, ever call you about a warrant. They usually find you and pick you up. Yeah. Yep. They don't warn you. My favorite is the scam I keep getting, and it's from an out-of-state number, but it's the one where it's, if you do not call and pay this bill, you will be turned over to the local authorities. Yeah. yeah. Like that, this First the, off, you wouldn't leave this message. Second off, you wouldn't call me. Third, who speaks like that? <laughs> the latest one is, there's nothing wrong with your credit card. It hasn't been stolen or anything, but we would like to talk to you about it. Give us a call. Yeah. Nope. And, and, of course, if you get a call about somebody in an accident, call that person to verify or police to verify. And they're also telling people not to give out credit card numbers or other personal info to anybody who calls you. I mean, just be smart. Yeah. And here's another one. Another phone scam to warn you about. Callers are leaving voicemails telling people that their family member or loved one being held in custody and they need a certain amount of money to bond them out. And the callers are using realistic phone numbers and claiming to be officers of local police departments, like saying, I'm calling from the DePere Police Department. I'm oh calling God, from I gotta, the Baldwin Police Department. Let me see. It, this one doesn't say that. They're even using fake badge numbers. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Ah, I deleted it. Is there any way I can go to deleted messages? Well, and here's a big tell, guys, that it's not real. They're trying to convince people to send them Apple gift cards <laughs> with a significant amount of money on them. Obviously, law enforcement would never ask somebody to wire money or buy gift cards as bond. 
I have one here. Let me play it. See if it's anything like that. Yeah. All right. Hold on. Once it get expired after that, you will be taken under custody by the local police, as there are four serious allegations pressed on your name at this moment. Would you do? Hey, you no, do? no, you're supposed to be playing the scam voicemail. <laughs> Would you do? <laughs> You'll be turned over to the local Would police. You do? <laughs> I hope I'm not turned over to the local police. The local police. <laughs> Yeah, and that started off why with this message is for Anthony Patrico. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, they don't even say your name. No, it doesn't. But I mean, that's I've gotten whenever, that message. Too. Whenever the uh, whenever the uh, like the automated things call, this message is for Anthony Patrick O. <laughs> yeah, that's I close. Had a guy come to my door the other day said he's with the FBI and his shirt said female body inspector. I was oh, like, yeah, yeah not real. You're that not is real. not real, sir. <laughs> You're not real. I'm a member of that tribe. <laughs> you know what's the bummer about that whole thing, though, is that's that's the type of voicemail, and God love him, but that's the type of voicemail that my dad gets in calls. Yeah, and I mean, isn't ninety percent of ninety percent? But a lot of time, they, that's who they focus mm-hmm. on, yeah. right? The because, older individuals. Well, because my, remember, my They're dad's too trusting. It's yeah. fishing. My dad's the guy that when he logged onto the internet one day and got the old thing to pop up that said, "You have a virus. Call this number and give us your credit card number. We'll fix it remotely." He went, "I better call him." Yeah, listen. If they call ten thousand people, maybe two will will respond to that. Yeah, and that's all they need. That's all they need. Well, the De Pere Police Department is telling people, hey, get as much info as you can from the fake officer. Tell him you'll call back and then call the real police. My favorite are the Indian guys that call saying they're from Microsoft and you have a computer virus and they need access to your computer. When it's a real when it's a real guy calling. Right. And I love messing with those guys. Mm. Oh, that's my favorite. My favorite is the guys that can barely speak any English at all, but they tell me their name is Mark. Well, I, I had one the other day. Like those, said, those are my favorite. Said, this like, Come is, on, man. Why lie to me? This is Tim from Microsoft, and yeah. clearly an Indian guy calling yeah. from a phone bank in Bombay. I said, where are you calling from, Tim? Friday. <laughs> oh, how's the weather? It's hot. What do you want, Tim? Access to, you know, I, I keep them on the line as long sure. as I can until I drive them crazy and they curse at you. My all-time favorite, though. <laughs> Is the one where I'll- I will rape your wife. I got that. <laughs> oh, are you boy. serious? That. Wow. Oh, yeah. That's bad customer service. That is. I like when the phone you rings for a manager. You should have <laughs> asked for a manager. Yeah. When the phone rings and you go, hello. And then all of a sudden you hear, congratulations. You've won a cruise. Like, did I? Did I really win a cruise? I don't think I did. How was the cruise that you won? Was it pretty good? Great. Well, I, actually, I-, I actually filled out a form. Because somebody went class action with that, and I got a check sent to me for $31. Well, when, nice. my, when my landline rings, I get I get excited because yeah. I know it's it's one of those. Because <laughs> I love messing with those guys. Though. I can see you running through the house. I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it. My parents are the exact opposite. <laughs> Their landline rings, and they've got the thing where it shows up on the TV. Yeah, mine too. So all of a sudden, it says, like, unknown caller or, you know... So and so telemarketer, they literally go ring, 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 pick up, hang up. So yeah, yeah, no, I love those. I go, what if it's somebody you know? They'll call They'll back. They'll call back. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, one more thing locally here. There is a job fair happening tomorrow for public sector openings in St. Charles County. This is cool. The uh, job fair is going to be at Community Commons Rooms 
at the St. Charles City County Spencer Road Library Branch starting at 5 o'clock. Again, this is tomorrow. Here's who's going to be at the fair. The cities of St. Peter's, O'Fallon, Missouri, and Wentzville, the St. Charles County government, the school districts of Francis Howell, Fort Zumwalt, Wentzville, and Orchard Farm, St. Charles Community College, and St. Charles City County Library District. A bunch of jobs are available at a bunch of different areas, including administration, education, information technology, healthcare, law enforcement, parks and rec, admission free, and people are encouraged to bring an updated resume. So that's tomorrow, 5 o'clock, the St. Charles City County Spencer Road Library Branch Job Fair. Get yourself a job. All right, our phone number, 314-969-DUDE, 314-969-3833. Cameras and chat room, 1057thepoint.com slash Riz on the socials at R-I-Z-Z-Show. Don't forget, later on this evening, 6 to 8 o'clock, we'll be out at Captain Jim's Fireworks out in West Alton, blowing stuff up, having a good time. That's Highway 67, right between the bridges, 6 to 8 tonight at Captain Jim's. So I think this is a justice-served situation right here, and this is a scary thing. If you got if you got teenagers at home, and they have access to the internet, chat rooms, all that stuff. This is this is nuts. You know what this is? This is nightmare stuff. Yep. So the FBI is investigating now after a woman shot a guy from New Zealand outside of her house last Friday afternoon in Virginia. Now, what was the guy from New Zealand doing in Virginia? The guy is 25-year-old Troy Skinner. He flew from New Zealand to Virginia to meet the woman's 14-year-old daughter after the two of them were chatting online using some service called Discord. Apparently, it's popular with uh, gamers, Discord. The mom shot Troy when he tried to break into the house. Wow. The mom was by herself with her two daughters when Troy showed up. She heard him banging on the door with a brick. And when the woman called her husband, the husband said, go get your gun. And when Troy threw a landscaping stone through the glass door, mom opened fire. She hit him twice, once in the neck. He's expected to survive. Here is the local sheriff talking about this little incident. He then reached into the door, attempted to get in the house, and the lady shot twice. Uh, He was hit once in the neck. He was not invited here. He was not expected here. Uh, He had been told in the past that this daughter no longer wished to communicate with him. This was not random. This was not spontaneous. This was something very planned. He is not the victim. That lady and her family members are the victims here. Absolutely. That's I, just a sir. I to hear him wow. say that. Uh, yeah, as he mentioned, uh, Troy and the 14-year-old were communicating. They were talking for like three to four months. She tried to end communication. So check out how he got to Virginia. He flew from New Zealand to Australia. Australia to Los Angeles. Los Angeles to Washington, D.C. From D.C., he took a Greyhound bus to Richmond, Virginia. And from there, he got to the girl's house by hitchhiking. He was carrying a knife, duct tape, and pepper spray. Wow. Whoa. That is scary what could have happened. He has not been charged with anything yet, but it's it's coming. Yeah. Charges yeah. are pending.
That's why the FBI is involved. Uh, two people who were looking at a long time in jail caught a big-ass break the other day. Check out this guy's name. The guy's name is B. Thor. B. Thor from Oshkosh, Wisconsin, and Nia Lee from St. Paul, Minnesota, were both charged with possession of drugs after a bust on an interstate in North Dakota back in January. Cops found 500 pounds of marijuana in their car. Damn. 500 pounds. You're looking at some serious jail time for that. That's for personal use. Yeah. <laughs> I smoke a lot of weed. I'm just gathering all this for when it's legal, I swear. Um, I'm not going to touch it. It's until medicinal. Then. Well, a judge just ruled that the pot seized during the stop cannot be used as evidence because the deputy didn't have a good reason to be suspicious of them in the first place. So check this out. The deputy testified that he pulled them over because the car was going two miles an hour under the speed limit. The suspects were out of town, were from out of town. The driver was sitting too rigidly and didn't look at the deputy when he drove alongside the car and no luggage was visible. So those are the reasons the cop said he pulled them over in the first place. Mm-hmm. A judge said that the deputy's behavior violated Fourth Amendment rights regarding unreasonable searches and seizures. Oh, man. Evidence thrown out, no case. Wow. And a cop was helping everyone else. They're going slow. He pulled them over. That was nice. Yeah. I mean, two miles an hour under. That's, I mean, that's, that's basically going the speed limit. Yeah, that's a little ridiculous. But still, that. You're not allowed to pull somebody over for works. no reason. Yeah. And the reasons given were not good enough, apparently, for the judge. And the 500 pounds of pot could not be used as evidence. Hey, real quick, uh, going back to one of the local stories about the uh, theft at Vit Heating and Cooling. Yeah. Uh, Jeff Vit, I guess the owner. Yeah. He reached out and said, uh, minor setbacks, but we're ready to go for the heat wave coming up. Uh, thanks for covering the story, but just want to let everybody know that we are not going to be behind. We're ready to roll. Oh, that's good. That's, that's the good. kind of guy you want to work with right there. Yep. Yeah, we're not going to let this keep us from servicing well, that's good. I, that's Listen, I'm sorry about hearing. Man. Yeah, sucks, man. Hearing about your stuff being stolen. That sucks. But good attitudes you can have, man. That's all you can have. Uh, say what you want about this guy. When, when he says he's going to do something, he follows through with it. You got 54-year-old William Stanley. He was, uh, well, I'll just say he's a search engine optimization expert okay. from Dallas. <laughs> and about five years ago, he got busted for extortion. He basically told the financial firm to give him $30,000 or he would post negative reviews about them on Yelp. And he also threatened to use tricks to promote the posts. So lots of people would uh, would see him. So what did the company do? The company pressed charges. He had to pay 175 grand in restitution, and he got three years in prison for it. But he got paroled less than a year later. At which point he probably should have Forgotten the whole thing and moved on with his life. You would think so. But almost immediately, he made good on his original threat and started posting negative reviews from his computer at his halfway house. Oh, my. And he posted bogus stuff about the company on Facebook and Glassdoor.com, Yelp, and a few other sites before he was caught. 
And this month, a judge sentenced him to another eight years in prison. Oh, my gosh. And plus uh, $5.6 million in restitution. Oh, boy. <laughs> it take him a while to pay that off while he's in jail. Again, that's a guy who's got some follow-through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When William says he's doing something, he does it. Yep. All in. How about this guy? I have a feeling I know what this guy is going to do if he gets out of jail for a second time. There's a 43-year-old dude in Phelps, Kentucky named David Atkins. Last June, he was arrested for shooting his brother. He was initially charged with attempted murder, but he wound up pleading guilty to fourth-degree assault. Got out of jail three months ago. Earlier this month, shot his brother again. Okay. Not brother sounds like a jerk. Not sure why these guys don't get along. Anyway, the brother survived again, and David was arrested again. And in jail right now, facing first-degree assault charges. (laughs) And finally, speaking of jail, there's a woman in Colorado who's either very law-abiding or really, really likes having the house to herself. So you got 38-year-old... James Reinerson. He was in jail in Grand Junction, Colorado, last month, awaiting trial for menacing, disorderly conduct, and trespassing. But the sheriff's deputies got him confused with another inmate, and they let him out early. How the hell does that happen? And he never bothered to correct them, even when they called him by the other guy's name, and he even signed that guy's name on the exit paperwork. So James headed back home to surprise his wife. And she responded by forcing him to go back to jail. (laughs) Get out. She even drove him back there herself. And when all was said and done, he he was only out for about two hours total. But he's now facing a bunch of new charges, including escape and forgery and criminal impersonation and theft. And on the bright side, the sheriff's department says, thanks to the wife, it didn't turn turn into an even more serious situation, which could have been, been way worse for this James guy. Wow. Well, some people got some balls. They really do. Can you imagine if it went through the whole thing and all of a sudden they go to this guy and they go, all right, James, come on up. And the guy in prison's like, my name's not James. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Rick. All right. That's your news brought to you by Travers Automotive and RV Group. After the break which we got to take a quick break. After the break, uh, Patrico's going to have your sports. But just a little extra thing for you as far as sports goes. And headline who story after the break. Local headline who story. Oh, nice. Yeah. Local. One thing I always wonder about athletes is how, how do they regulate their, you know, waste management around, around playing times? Like, if you're on the field... Like it would be horrible if a hockey goalie had to had to go number two. Let's put it. Yeah. Like yeah, what do you that do? Would be rough. I mean, I've heard of uh, race car drivers soiling themselves in in their fire suits. Right. Now you can't stop, pull over, and go to the bathroom. You can't call timeout during a NASCAR race or a, a car race. Or like I was thinking about this too, and I know that there's quarters and there's there's halves and things like that, but like. Like Jeff said, hockey, basketball is the same way. It's a nonstop sport where there's not like break. Okay, now you guys go sit. Defense is going on the field. Like crazy. On a recent podcast, Archie Bradley, who is a uh, a pitcher, a relief pitcher for the Arizona Diamondbacks, 
He admitted that he pooped himself <laughs> right before he had to enter a game this season. Here he is talking about it. I was warming up to go in a game, and um, I knew I had the next hitter. I knew he was on deck. It's a 2-2 count, and I'm like, man, I have to pee. So I run in our bathroom real quick. I'm ready to go, and I'm trying to pee, and I actually I pooped my pants. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like, I know I'm a pitcher away from going in the game, so I'm scrambling to clean myself up. I get it cleaned up the best I can, button my pants up, and our bullpen coach, Mike Ferris, said, hey, you're in the game. They stepped out the bathroom. I was like, hey, am I okay? I just I just myself. Like, I'm about to go into this game. And they didn't believe me. They didn't believe me until they unfortunately saw the mess in the bathroom because I didn't have time. I was like, I got to go in the game. Oh. I just felt awkward and, and uncomfortable and just gross. Yep. I often wonder about that because a lot of them uniforms, especially in baseball, they're super tight and they're very white. I'm jogging into the game to pitch with poop in my pants. Or think of, think of a lot of football pants. Very white, very tight. Mm-hmm. And how bummed was the umpire when he called him out for having tar in his hands? <laughs> uh, uh. A foreign substance? Yes. The pitching coach comes out and he goes, man, uh, I don't know what's going on with you, but it's been real crappy. Uh, you, you stink, man, you stink today. Today. <laughs> uh, Damn it, Jeff. Get out of here! Luckily, it wasn't showing, and uh, he was able to pitch a, quote, clean inning. Hey, <laughs> hey listen, when you got to go, you got to go, and when you got to go into the game, you got to go into the game. Mm-hmm. I don't know how many times I've sold myself sitting here and not yeah. told you guys. <laughs> oh, we've known. Oh, we've- Getty Images, you know what they do? Yeah, they provide like generic in- images. Stock almost. photos. Yeah, that's it. They're a photo agency. So if you see in a newspaper, uh, you know, a picture of a celebrity or a picture from an event, sometimes underneath it'll say, you know, photo courtesy of uh, Getty Images. So anyway, they are taking some heat because they posted on Twitter, they had a photo gallery entitled World Cup 2018, the sexiest fans. And it had photos of hot chicks that were spotted during World Cup matches. And I don't know if you saw the posting, Jeff. I did not. I'm willing to look at the pictures. Hottest fans at hashtag World Cup from the Getty Images verified Twitter account. And there's a picture of a Russian chick on, on, on the front. Man, hot. And what? Where is this? Where can I find this particular? Well, now article? you can't find it because uh-huh. they took it off Twitter and apologized. Why do they apologize? I don't know. Because soccer fans don't like pretty women. Because people were calling it misogynistic. Oh, man. oh yeah. Can we just you focus on can't? Put pictures of hot chicks online? Are you kidding? How dare you put a picture of me online and say that I'm pretty? <laughs> the subheading was talk about a knockout round as far as the world cup goes hey. and it was just pictures of hot chicks from the world cup and that was getty putting them up saying look at these hot chicks wow attractive women 
Click here to see hot chicks at the World Cup. And now both individuals and organizations quickly began voicing their displeasure at the photos, calling them misogynistic. And they quickly uh, replaced it with uh, just uh, pictures of chicks in champion sweatshirts and sweatpants with the hair up. <sighs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> so somebody would complain about uh, that, course. too. Yep. Of course. Is that something worth complaining about? This, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, and, and hey, I'm pretty, you beat yourself oh, up. You go to the World Cup to be seen, right? Yeah. I'm pretty sure that Getty also, when the World Cup first started, put out a list of like, Here's the dreamiest World Cup players. Oh yeah, and nobody said a word. Nobody complained about that, and they 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 put up an apology message. Earlier, we published a piece, World Cup 2018, the sexiest fans that did not meet our editorial standards. We regret the error and have removed the piece. There are so many interesting stories to tell about the World Cup. We acknowledge that this was not one of them. I'm going to disagree with that because yes, there are plenty of sports stories. There are plenty of stories to talk about when it comes to the games. But yes, there are hot chicks in the stands, and we would like to see pictures of them. Yes, please, and thank you. I find it interesting. (laughs) I said out loud when it was the Germany-Sweden game that was happening, and every time they would show the Swedish fans... Is everybody a model over there? Like, And I'm not just talking about females. Like Everybody they showed, I was like... These are just beautiful people over there. Well, it's somebody, ridiculous. Somebody on Twitter wrote, why are they all women? This is pretty sexist, guys. Be better. Well, I've been seeing stories about this uh, this guy from Iceland, this soccer player from Iceland that all the chicks are going crazy about. Damn it. He's a soccer player. Okay? He's not a piece of meat. Look up sexy Iceland soccer player. People are going nuts for this guy. BuzzFeed's got articles about him. He's got over a million twi- uh, Instagram followers. Rurik is his name. Oh, he's and got a, he he's got is, a bun. He is. There's articles about him. He's is a that, damn dreamboat. He is really that sexist is. too? I Look mean, at those eyes. Is that sexist too? Sad. Are people calling out BuzzFeed and all these other people for for their sexist article? You beautiful Icelandic what, bastard. What, is he just a piece of meat? Long flowing. We like to look at pretty girls. (laughs) What's wrong with that? I'm a man. Why do yourself up and go to the then and go to the the matches, right? If you don't want to be seen, yeah. Have say, man, you look pretty. I think it's a compliment, isn't it? Boy, ladies, you look you look pretty. As a man, do you have a problem with them pointing out this sexy Icelandic soccer player or all the other soccer players that are dreamy? No problem. I just feel bad for the the guys on the team that are really ugly. They never do articles uh, about how ugly he is. Uh, like, that's not fair. <laughs> Look at me. Just the fact that you called somebody dreamy is hilarious. He's dreamy. He He's, is his dreamy. name is Jorgen Dreamyson. Just look into his eyes. <laughs> the Rizzuto Show Sports. Uh, don't screw this up, Fatty. Sports brought to you by Hot Shot Sports Bar and Grill, 11 area locations, all the games, all the time. Cardinals after another game with a lengthy rain delay. I think first pitch was at like 8.45 last night. 
Uh, they took the they took it to the Indians last night, though. Picked up their second win in a row. Matt Carpenter had five hits, two home runs, eleven to two win from the Cardinals. Carlos Martinez picked up his fourth win. Jack Flaherty and the Cardinals try and go for the series sweep tonight at Bush. First pitch scheduled for seven fifteen. He went five for five. Uh, I believe Carpenter, I, I believe, believe five five two hammers two oh. long balls. Is that is that him turning it around? Is he, he? Well, no, he's been on fire lately. Has he? What's his? Yeah, well, he was at like one ten for his average when he yeah. caught fire, but yeah. yeah, he has been lately. Was him and Ozuna is he above both. the Mendoza line. I don't <laughs> don't know. Uh, Martin Brodeur, Willie O'Ree, Gary Bettman. Those are among those chosen yesterday for the 2018 class for the Hockey Hall of Fame. Brodeur had the most wins and shutouts of any goaltender in NHL history and won three Stanley Cup titles with the Devils. He ended his career with the Blues and now works in the Blues front office. Uh, He's going in. O'Ree was the first black player in the NHL when he debuted back in 1958. And Bettman is the current NHL commissioner, also making it uh, Martin uh, Martin St. Louis. He will be a part of this year's class as well. I think it's funny on Twitter, uh, people are busting balls with uh, Brodor going in saying he, he's going in as a blue. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for being such a great blue. Mm-hmm. <laughs> for the, what, eight games eight that he games. played, I think? It was something ridiculous. Hey, I have a quick question. Why, and, and, and maybe people know this, and I completely lost on this, but you know how Gary Bettman, every time he comes to a, a microphone, he gets roundly booed? Yeah, that's the thing. What, why is that a thing? It's because Do of we the know? strike? Are there multiple no, strikes? Because people boo. Or is it because the commissioner just gets he's booed? a commissioner. But, I mean, it's the worst. I know they do it to the guy with the NFL as well, but it's, it's just horrible. Is it because... Everywhere he goes, and I just don't understand what the tipping point was. Is it because he's been the commissioner for the longest? He's because been around he's since 93. Figure. You're supposed to do that. It's like they boo Goodell. Right. Which didn't make sense because when they did the trophy presentation... In Vegas, when uh, the Capitals won the Stanley Cup and they booed him, yeah, he just gave your city an NHL team, right. and yeah. you're booing him, right? Yeah, that, and that's one of the other things at the at the NHL awards the other day. Uh, he got booed when he was trying to. It was it was a charity thing, and he was he actually told the crowd, or no, it was at the draft. He was like, "Hang on a second, you guys can boo me in a minute. I need to talk about this." Blah 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 blah. Yeah, it was a good cause. Yeah, it was the it was that hockey team that got killed, and he was given an award to one of the survivors or and something. They still booed and, him. Oh, <laughs> booed him through the entire thing. Yeah, but that's so weird. Damn. And, and you know, Tony, to your point. Oof. Savage. Letting Fox use the Fox Track puck, which I remember that, if you guys remember that. that It was was awful. And then the next thing that they mention in this article is the labor stoppages. So I guess I guess that's it. Still still haven't forgiven, huh? Hey, here's here's some here's some good hockey news though. The St. Louis Blues are in currently in communication with St. Louis native Pat Maroon. And maybe giving him the opportunity to play for his hometown. Uh, Jeremy Rutherford says that the Blues have reached out what to Maroon. He, know? he he knows a lot, actually. Uh, Thirty years old, born here oh, in St. Yeah, he Louis. That's true. Spent seven seasons in the NHL with the Ducks, Oilers, and Devils. Last year, played for the Devils and Oilers. Scored seventeen goals, twenty six assists. Uh, he's more of a physical player, but two years ago, I mean, the dude scored twenty seven goals. So people have been like saying, "Hey, maybe he's got a little bit more on his stick than he does on and his he body." He was on so. a line with Connor McDavid at the time, but that's, that's true. Okay. Any word yeah. on uh, Carter Hutton? What's yeah. going on there? I just saw something on it, Tony, unless you got something. I don't. There's several teams that are talking with him or that, that seven want to eight. him. Yeah. Uh, Boston, Buffalo, Carolina, Chicago, Detroit, Islanders. Islanders need a starting goalie bad. But he's looking to go somewhere he would start. Chicago, obviously, he wouldn't start. Boston, right. he, he wouldn't start. 
Yeah, we'll but see. St. Louis, it says, quote, still in the mix. Mm-hmm. Well, of course. I mean, he's still technically a blue. Right? For now. For now. For now. Yeah. yeah, until what, the first? We'll see. Yeah. Uh, a body was discovered at a New Jersey home belonging to NFL player Janoris Jenkins and has been identified as a 25-year-old who had been living there. His name is Roosevelt Rene, and he was a family friend of Jenkins. The cause and the manner of his death are still not being announced, but one report said suffocation or strangulation. Now, that hasn't been determined. It's just a report. And uh, Jenkins, nor a rep for the Giants, could be reached. But uh, Jenkins has been away on a mini camp, so he has not been at the house. And apparently, he was flying back to deal with everything. Oh, so it's oh, not man. Like he, like he, nothing to do with him. Nothing to do with him. Just his house. Uh, yesterday's World Cup action: Argentina got the win over Nigeria two to one. Croatia beat Iceland two to one. And in the earlier matches, Peru beat Australia. Denmark and France tied. So in Group C, France and Denmark move on. Group D, Croatia and Argentina move on. This morning. Morning. Mexicans playing. Uh, Mexico is playing Sweden. South Korea is playing Germany. And this afternoon, Switzerland plays Costa Rica, and Serbia plays Brazil. What times the uh, USA game? That is on at never o'clock. <laughs> not not anytime soon. O'clock. <laughs> uh, Patrico, that's your sports, and boom goes the dynamite. The Rizzuto Show headline Hoos. Brought to you by Moritz Rose Jewelry. Check them out online at ninjabling.com. You know what? Let's hop in the Hoos mobile and drive to Festus. All oh, right. Today's headline who story comes to us from Festus, Missouri. Yes. We're back on June 15th. 44-year-old Amy Scott got all pissed off and into an argument with her boyfriend after she found something on his Google account that morning. Amy was yelling, breaking stuff in the house, and according to police, Amy picked up a piece of a broken glass dinner plate, charged at the boyfriend, which caused a cut to his palm. Amy then shouted, I should kill you charged at the dude again, sliced him across the arm. Boyfriend got the hells out of there, went to the hospital. He had to get 16 stitches. Oof. Later that day, Amy arrested. Charged with first-degree assault. Yikes. Stabbed him with a broken dinner plate. <laughs> wow. So there you go. From Festus, Missouri, Amy Scott, your today's headline hooge. The Rizzuto Show, traffic and weather. She's just been using a paper plate. That's right, yeah, paper plates. It's been, 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 been nothing but a paper cut. Yep, telling you. <laughs> they are safer. <laughs> my, oh, my. Remember yesterday when I did the story on the College World Series being rained out? Yeah. Some guy has been hammering me about it, and he just said, any word of the College World Series ratings from St. Louis? Just curious. I don't know, man. I really don't know. They don't break it down like well, you that. You did say nobody was going to watch. Come on, man. I Listen. Hey. Okay. Own it. You got to own it. I'm owning it. I guess I'd this like guy know, This guy probably went to Oregon State or I'd Arkansas. Like know, I'd like to know the ratings as well. I would like I'm to as well. You, Mike Scott on Twitter. No, you're not with him. <laughs> it's the Rizzuto Show. Crap on celebrities. Oh, hey, guys. Oh, hey, man. Good to see you there. Nice to see you, too. Time to find out what's going on in the world of music and entertainment with your Crap on Celebrities. It is brought to you by Amco Ranger Termite and Pest Solutions, protecting people and property from pests for over 50 years. 2018, what, about halfway over from my math, somewhere around there? Sure, six yeah. and six? Yeah. It doesn't stop the uh, people over at The Ringer from already giving us a list of the 10 best TV shows so far this year. And this encompasses best TV shows. the interwebs and the Netflix and the TV and all that stuff. I'll tell you. One of your new ones is on this list. Riz. I don't really watch that much 
that many things. I've been, I, you know what? I started watching that show Billions. That's number three on the oh, list. Oh, is it? Oh, wow. It's terrific. I'm like three episodes in. I haven't seen that yet. It's terrific. Paul right. Giamatti and the guy from is Homeland. Is it slow? Uh, yeah. It's a slow play? Mm, yeah, I mean, it's not like action-packed, blow-em-up stuff. Yeah. A lot of dialogue. But sex and money and... Ooh, is there nudity? Yes. Now I'm in. I'm in. Where's that at? The HBO's? Showtime. Oh, the show. I have that. Um. All right, so Billions... There is, I have ten. Uh, I have the top ten here, and I have not seen a frame from any of these. Uh, Cobra Kai, we watched number eight on the oh, list. That was terrific. Look at you. Man. I shouldn't say I haven't seen a frame because I saw the the one episode of of the Cobra Kai. I is, believe, are these the first one? Are these the best new shows no, or just best like shows? Okay, just the best shows of 2018. Silicon Valley. No, sir. Okay. Number ten is Vanderpump Rules. All right. That's on Bravo. Is that a reality show? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. You got Barry at number nine. Barry, I watched the first episode. What is Barry? That's with uh, Henry Winkler. Uh, and oh, uh, Bill Hader. Bill, Bill Hader. Okay. I, I, oh, I saw yes. that got horrendous yeah. reviews. He's like the assassin, the hitman, and he's now like a, an actor. Like, he takes the acting classes with Henry Winkler. I got to take it back because I saw probably the first half of the first episode of that. I watched the first episode. I was... It's okay. It was all right. I don't know if I'm going to know. I don't know if I'm going to invest my time in that one. Yeah. Number eight was uh, Cobra Kai, as I mentioned. And then number seven, Atlanta, Robin Season. Don't know that one. That one. It's on TNT, I believe. Number six, Killing Eve. No idea what that is. that one. Number five, American Crime Story, The Assassination of uh, Gianni Versace. It's Versace. Okay. I'm sorry. It's, it wrong. it's a Versace. Name the movie. All right. Uh, what is it? Fried green. No. no. Um, it's the girl from uh, from Saved by the Bell. That movie where she took her clothes off all day long. Elizabeth uh, Berkeley. Yeah. Showgirls. Showgirls. There you go. Yeah. Uh, number four, The Expanse. Don't know that one. Number three, Billions. Number two, The Terror. The Terror? Yeah. Don't know that one. And number one movie so far this year, oh, The TV Good show. The TV Good show. Fight. What did I say? Movie? movie? Sorry, TV show, yeah. The I don't good know what the fight. hell The Good what Fight is. is that on? Don't know that one at all. The Good Fight. The Good Fight. Look that up. Somebody's fighting it. The Good Fight is on CBS. I think it's, yeah, it's CBS, isn't it? Is that all you got? Who's in it? Anybody we know? Uh, yeah, what's her name? She Christine is Christine Baranski. Yep. Ah, Baranski. Yeah. She's Where did American Ninja Warrior come on that list? That should be number one. <laughs> what about uh, Guy's Grocery Games? That's a show I got. Oh, yeah, that game is awesome. <laughs> it's not in the top. I always think I could do pretty well on that show. I think we could do well, okay. Cooking? Guy's Grocery Games? I think we could do okay Those on that show. Those are all like real chefs. They got some amateurs on there every once in a while. I think I could do okay. I can hold my own. Give me some frozen frozen fish nuggets and a... Thing of Dijon mustard I just want to do the supermarket and make a sandwich. Part of it. Yeah, I know that's awesome. <laughs> I sometimes feel bad for celebrities, and then I get over it right away. But when they post something on the interwebs, on your on your Twitter or your Instagram, and just can get crap about it immediately. If you haven't seen this yet, you can see it on the blog. Jessica Simpson's husband, Eric Johnson, they were in a pool. They're on vacation. They have a four year old son named Ace. And he's seen flipping Ace in the air, just like every dad has done to every son oh, and yeah. or daughter. You know, you're in waist high water, whatever it is, and you take the kid and you flip, and they do a they do a flip and then land in the water. Yeah. 
four-year-old Ace has a broken arm and has a cast on. Obviously, a waterproof cast, I would imagine, something like that. Yeah. They and Jessica took video. Hey, there's my husband and throwing the kid. And people berated her because the kid's got a broken arm and you're throwing him around in the pool. What's wrong with you? I mean, okay. You're not the parent. Right. It's a broken arm. I'm, I'm, it's okay. I'm, I'm kind of in the middle here. Like, I agree with what they say. Like, I wouldn't throw my kid around if he had a broken arm. But at the same time, don't worry about it. Kid's got a huge smile on his face and is having a great obviously, time with dad. He's okay. He's fine. I would imagine with the if money you, they have, he's got you, a good doctor, a good cast, all that stuff. If you put pictures of your kids online, you're opening yourself up to a lot of things. Yep. That's why I don't do it. Half the reason why, and that's, I think I've done it a time in the history of social media. And I will never I don't do, do it again. Because nope. I don't open them up to that. Never, ever again. Listen, their dad's on the radio. Their dad has got a social media account. That's on me. Yeah. They have no, have nothing to do with that. Right. I'm glad to hear you say that. The Hollywood Chamber of Commerce has announced the Walk of Fame class of 2019. No, you haven't made it, Riz. I'm sorry. Not yet. For film honors, Alan Arkin, Kristen Bell. Alan Dan- Arkin's not on there already, huh? Daniel Craig, Robert De Niro. De Niro doesn't have a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame? Wow. Let's see who else. Anne Hathaway. Tyler Perry, Gina Rollins, they were all selected. Now, in the TV category, Alvin and the Chipmunks. I know, you're thinking, De wow. Niro doesn't have a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. And maybe it's for... Didn't, didn't it says you say for, that you had to pay for it? Like, this is a you-have-to-pay-for-it thing? That was for he's film honors, but what else would he be there for? Film, that's Books? It. I want to say he's his hands are in the... Um, the theater. The theater. I'm almost sure his hands are there. Candace Bergen, Guy Fieri... Terrence Howard, Stacy Keach, Sid Marty Croft, Lucy Liu, Mandy Moore. So Guy Fieri is getting his star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame at the same time as De Niro, the same year. You gotta be kidding me. In the recording the group, Michael Bublé, Cypress Hill, The Letterman, Faith Hill, Tommy Mottola, Pink, Teddy Riley, Dolly Parton, Linda Ronstadt, Emmylou Harris. They will For receive music, one. Dolly Parton doesn't have. They were they the three of them: Emmylou Harris, Linda Ronstadt, Dolly Parton will be getting a start together as a trio. What a bunch of bunk that the whole thing is. Uh, live theater category: Paul Sorvino, Judith Light, Cedric the Entertainer, among others, and oh, to Judith Tony's, Light. Yeah, Angela. <laughs> to Tony's point. What does it take to get a star? Long career? Bunch of charity work? Ask? Money. Produce something iconic, and in theory, anybody can get a, a, a can apply for a star. Apply, all, yes. All it takes is mailing in an application and the fee to the Hollywood Chamber of Commerce. So, what's the fee? I, I just fifty saw grand, it. I think, isn't it? Thirty thousand dollars. Oh, this one says forty. So, yeah. <laughs> says raise thirty thousand dollars, and then while the selection committee fight for prime real estate, throw a big old party, and then remain on your best behavior, and you will get one. And I do have uh, Robert De Niro does have his feet and hands uh, in the theater, but spot. not the star though. But not a star. I uh, bet to this point he hasn't. Like you said, he hasn't cared. Yeah, he probably hasn't applied. And then finally, somebody was like, "Robert, listen, man, maybe your movies lately have think, been garbage." I don't think yeah. they apply. I think somebody else applies for them. Well, well yeah, they're, they're people. Yeah, they're you people. can apply yourself. You can. Yeah, but usually folks like him, he. Doesn't need that. Yeah, so, he uh, care at all. yeah, I'm sure someone did finally. His agent did or someone. 
two things here. This is uh, probably way too late, and it's also a horrible idea, and I hate saying that about anything Jerry Seinfeld says, but he says he's got a great idea for the next season of Roseanne. Don't kill off the character. Replace her. I think they should get another Roseanne. They brought Dan Conner back. He was dead, right? Right. And they just brought him back. I thought you were dead. So well, why can't we get another Roseanne? There's other funny women that could do that part. You need to get the comic in there. I hate to see a comic lose a job. He's kidding. I hope so. No, no, no. I think I know what he meant. I don't think he was kidding. And I don't think he meant Roseanne. Like Dan's new girlfriend, Brett I Butler. Yeah, okay, okay, okay. Could see that. Okay. All right. Okay. <laughs> I was, All right. Are you I okay with that? Question, okay. are you agreeing? Okay. I don't know. Are you agreeing? Okay. That's how I took it. Yeah. I was in hopes he's going to say they need to hire Michael Richards for this. Oh, God. And it's funny you bring up Michael Richards, guy who played Kramer, on Seinfeld. And years later, he got in trouble for using the special N-word a bunch of times on stage. And you really haven't seen him much since, right? Jerry Seinfeld says that Roseanne shouldn't have even been fired. I didn't see why it was necessary to fire her. Why would you murder someone who's committing suicide? Yeah, that, that, that had to be. But I never saw somebody end their entire career with one button push. That was fresh. Yeah, well, he's right. Yeah. As far as ending a career with one button push. Yep. I think it's going to happen. I think what it's going to happen more and more and more, though. And I think what he meant was, you know, why murder somebody that was about to commit suicide? I think what he was talking about, it was essentially like, if this did have as as amount of a backlash as, as it was going, nobody would have tuned into the show. She would have lost a ton of ratings. People would have Should she have been fired? I would need a weekend to think about that and think of all the possible ramifications of answering either way. Should she have been fired? I think as if if, if I was the head of ABC and that came out, yes, I would fire her. Do I personally believe that she should have been fired? No. Do I as the head of ABC? Yes. I think she could have wrote it out. Think so? I think she could have wrote it out. But again, but but do you do you agree with what I say? As the head of NBC or ABC, it is your decision. This is all coming on to you. She could have wrote it out. Do you write it out and just see if sponsors jump off one after the other and see what happens? Because my I, first I thought was, was pre- a pretty quick decision. Yeah, my first thought was let her apologize, let her apologize, let her apologize, and then just see what happens. That's one of the first things that's popped in my head, but I don't know. I feel dirty saying that out loud for some reason. Thank God, you know what, Jeff? Thank God we don't have to make those decisions. Yeah. I'm down with that. That is for sure. Thank God. Uh, you guys know who this Lonnie Chavis is. Uh, he's the younger version of Randall on This Is Us. Did anybody see This Is Us by chance? Uh, anybody? Uh, anybody? Uh, I've been busy. I know of the show. I know it's uh, very popular. Yeah. So he is 10 years old. He's got uh, one of those uh, deals where he's got the gap between his front uh, two front teeth. Let me see what this kid looks like. Uh, think uh, Chris Pronger. Think David Letterman back in the day. Uh, oh yeah, okay. Yeah, that sort of thing. So he, you know, like Michael Strahan. Well, Michael Strahan. There you go. So uh, he's gotten a lot of online bullying, and the dude's ten years old, and this is how he handled it. Uh, online bullying for yeah. a ten-year-old. Ten- All the trolls that have been trolling in my comments, uh, talking about my gap. I mean, trolling. Period. I mean, I could get my gap fixed. Like braces can fix this, but like, can you fix your heart though? I mean. There are kids out here, like, killing themselves just because of y'all hating and trolling and and doing just 
crazy stuff. I mean, it's stupid. I mean, is it fun? No. It hurts people. People kill themselves, and you're the one who's making them do it. I mean, fix your heart, though. For real. I mean, I'm happy that I can handle this. I can handle this. I'm not tripping, but but there are kids out here. Like, if y'all kids are watching this, like, don't trip. Be be who you want to be. You. I mean, do I what you want to do. Do you. Be you. Believe in yourself. I feel you. You're supposed to do me and be me and... He's 10? Yep. Wow. That's professional. Pretty articulate. Yeah. For, mm-hmm. for an, an adult sounding for a 10-year-old. I agree. I agree. Wow. Way back Wednesday today, so a nod to the 60s and 70s. The last time the Kinks played together was 1996, but that is over. <laughs> Ray Davies says that he and his brother Dave and Mick Avery are getting back together and they are making a new record. They haven't liked each other for quite a long time, but he got them all together and they're doing I like the Kinks. I do too, man. The Kinks have some good songs. I was a fan back in the day. A lot of people would call them the poor man's Rolling Stone, that sort of thing. Really? Rolling Stones, uh, yeah. Uh, At least, and that's what I, that's kind of how I considered him. But I was a fan back in the day, but he says the reunion's not going to be well organized like the Rolling Stones. The Kinks will probably just be playing the local bar, but they'll be having fun. What's your uh, favorite Kinks song? I like Lola. Yeah, Lola's good. Man, that's Uh, a good tune. You Really Got Me. That one's good. I just, fan. I'm just a fan. Uh, Nod now to the 70s. Fuller House just taped an episode in uh, season four for Netflix where the girls meet... The Six Million Dollar Man and the Bionic Woman. Lindsay Wagner, Lee Majors played a couple on an episode of season four of Fuller House uh, that get back together after not seeing each other for like 40 years, something to that effect. And the funny thing is Six Million Dollar Man ran in the 70s, Bionic Woman ran in the 70s, and now they're playing a couple from back then, which I thought was kind of funny. Never seen an episode of Fuller House, but there you go. Nod to the 80s now. Netflix is bringing back Spencer for Hire. You guys remember that? Oh, yeah. Robert, uh, is it Robert Urich? Urich, yeah. Or Ulrich? Urich. Yeah, you were right. Robert Urich. And I don't know if he's playing the title character, but I know Mark Wahlberg is involved, which would make sense. Robert Urich died. Yeah, well, no. (laughs) I'm just saying, I don't know if like he has a production company that's doing it or if he's behind the scenes, but it would make sense if he'd be in front of... Was there a guy in that show that used to go, Spencer... Probably. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, was that just in your head? It may have just been in my head. But I remember watching that show when I was a kid. Have you seen that commercial, the Geico commercial with uh, Dave Coulier? (laughs) Yes, where he climbs out of the couch. Yeah. Yeah. Hilarious. It is hilarious. Cut it out. And the the sigh, if you watch it to the end and just keep your eye on Coulier, the sigh that he does almost looks real like, this is where I'm at now. I'm sticking my head out of a couch being a guy from the 80s. Yeah, there was a guy in Spencer for Hire that was a a, a, a bald Spen- black guy. <laughs> Spencer. I think he's Spencer. I believe that was the. Uh, here's the Kink song that we're talking about. It is the jam. Yeah, yeah it is. I met her in a club down in Old Soho where you drink champagne and it tastes like Coca Cola. I like this one. She walked up to me and she asked me to dance. I asked her her name and in a top row voice she said Lola. So it's a guy dressed up as a woman. That's what the song's about, kids. Wow. 
ties, she nearly nearly is into the words. Broke my spine. And finally on TV tonight, 20th season premiere of Big Brother. That's on CBS. Uh, your crappy birthdays. Chandler Riggs, that's Carol from The Walking Dead. He is 19. Madeline Sweeten, Ray's daughter on Everybody Loves Raymond. She is 27. Chloe Kardashian is 34. Toby Maguire, 43. J.J. Abrams, 52. And today's Burton birthday of the day. Ran for, the pres- uh, ran for president back in the 90s. Ross Perot, 88 years young today. Today's porno birthday. That being brought to you by Patricia's, where fun and fantasy meet is Gia Paloma. Today's birthday girls handled more meat than the butchers at Menino's in 350 fine films, including Artcore Toilet Girls. Uh, I didn't. Also in Three Way or No Way, Volume 2, Girth, Wind, and Fire, and who can forget her unforgettable role in The Tonsil Train. Gia, Pal- Gia Paloma, 34 years old. That's your porno birthday. Crabby birthday, and that is your crap on Celebrities. The Rizzuto Show. Traffic and weather. You know what? I'm after the break, Patricia. Rico's got your headline goo. Oh, hey. Is it all right? I mean, it's so bad. Today. Is it like, bad? Like they're not like they're not even worth. Like it's bad. So <laughs> oh, great. We'll read them, but it's not great. <laughs> you, you know what? You can make them funny, Tom. Those I, are my I, favorite. I highly doubt it. Like, Those are my favorite. Not with that attitude. Not okay. great, when, when I when I when I did them this morning, I sat there and I went, man, this is this is horrible. <laughs> so let's go ahead and read them to everybody. <laughs> You know when you say it that way, it makes me want it makes me want it more. <laughs> All right, home stretch, folks. Welcome back. Don't forget, later on this evening, we'll be out of Captain Jim's Fireworks in West Alton on Highway 67, right between the bridges, blowing stuff up. We should have our mannequin out there, one yeah. of them at least. Hopefully, I don't want to. Hopefully. I just say hopefully because I hope the transaction goes smoothly. Well, why wouldn't it? I don't know, Riz. This has been weird from the get-go. The captain is expecting mannequins out there. I know. He just texted me. He said, we're preparing, trying to figure out how we're going to blow up these mannequins. <laughs> I'm going to write that, fellas, see if we can get the dimensions, make sure it's not Listen, in tiny. case we don't get the mannequins, Scott has agreed that we could put tape things to him. Okay, yes. good. And it'll be exciting because I'll be... No a- crying, though. Okay. <laughs> no crying. So Captain Jim's West Alton today. See, at, uh, see us out there from six to eight o'clock, and Captain Jim has a ton of stuff to give away, including like twenty five hundred bucks worth of fireworks and specials and stuff. Hey, before we move on, just a quick question for you guys. Uh-huh. Yeah, man, what's going on? Anybody here wanna go? Yeah! Let's go! In the news today. Today. I don't want you to do that anymore. I mean, the look on your face. That was, even, that was almost as good as the sound that came out of your mouth. <laughs> All right, top of your headline goo. Uh, headline goo, Khloe Kardashian turns 34 today. She celebrated where she always does, the shadow of her sister's ass. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Hey. So far, off to a good start. Uh, Haley Baldwin and Justin Bieber are dating, which tells me that Haley Baldwin has, a much, uh, has as much taste in picking men as her uncles do in picking movies. Baldwin joke? Nelly has cut off ties with his dad and has stopped supporting him financially, which explains why Billy Ray Cyrus brought Miley breakfast in bed this morning. <laughs> Dean Kane is now a reserve police officer in Idaho. Kane says he wanted to be a cop ever since he was a little bit unemployed. Oh. John Daly withdrew from the U.S. Senior Open because the tournament wouldn't allow him to use a golf cart. Though on the plus side, he did manage to save himself from a DUI. <laughs> 
A recent study finds that robotic surgery is as effective as human surgery. The study has a margin of error of plus or minus a power outage. And finally, a recent study found that there are more guns in America than people. So thanks, Texas. It wasn't that bad. All right. What do you think for a grade? I mean, six out of ten. That's pretty good. That's failing. That's a 60. That's Not a in my class. Oh, okay. A sweet curve there. Not in my class. You pass. Thank you. Barely. I appreciate that. Barely. Man. We'll get him again tomorrow. All right. The Pseudo Show. Traffic and weather. They just audio tussled your hair. <laughs> he sure did. Go get him, Tiger. This is the Rizzuto Show. All right. That is it for us. Donnie Fandango next. Yeah. Hey, Don. What's going morning. on, boys? My friend Donnie over nice there. I to totally know that. Over there. How's nice. it going? Oh, it's going very well. Everything okay? Everything is uh, is quite well. I'm uh, I'm uh, determining uh, some vacation days to take off. Oh yeah, that's always that uh, that's always a nice little thing to look forward Where to. Where are we going? Uh, not going anywhere uh, in particular. Just going to have some time off to uh, to do some things around town with the kiddos. You know what they call that, Donnie? I do. They I call do. it a staycation. They do. Ooh. That they do. But uh, <laughs> I, I thought they called it kicking it at home. <laughs> kickation. They called call it kick it and rip hey, it. Did things get pretty squirrely uh, up by you last South night? South County was madness last night yeah. for a good hour, man. It was it was crazy. And we just got a, uh, in, in what is incredible timing, uh, we just got... Um, uh, some work done uh, on the roof, and so there's always that uh, fantastic, you know, time like, hmm, boy, it looks like a hurricane outside. I if, sure hope my roof doesn't blow off. Let's see if she holds. Why did I think he was going to say, "Well, we just got a trampoline"? I don't know. <laughs> I was thinking like brand new lawn furniture or something. True that's story. now four houses down. True story. My in-laws in New Jersey have a trampoline in their backyard, and I guess they got a new insurance policy, and the insurance policy. I guess they got, you cannot have a trampoline at your house. Wow. Wow. So they get rid of it or they have a rogue trampoline? No, they're wondering if we want it. Oh. Like, do you want the trampoline? It's got the basketball hoop. It's got the net around the side. Yeah. No. No, we are not going to take the trampoline. No, the net around yeah. the side uh, keeps all injuries from happening, <laughs> yes. right? Doesn't yes. it? Yeah. yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. You can't land on your neck well, that way. No. And also, like, logistically, <laughs> like... Th- th- I mean, getting that from New Jersey to here would surely probably cost as much as it would cost for you to just buy a new sure one, right? One. Yeah. You know, your reply <laughs> is, we have it. them here in Missouri. I'll <laughs> right. get one if I need one. They're going to ship it piece by piece. <laughs> just roll it across. Mm-hmm. By next summer, you'll have it all. Oh, look, all the springs are here. Great. <laughs> And by no, the, we don't want your trampoline. By the way, when you uh, shut down King Scott a little bit earlier, it was uh, laugh out loud funny. Oh my <laughs> by, god! By the way, I was taking a drink and I actually <laughs> oh, spit it out. Yeah, it was fantastic. I apologize. <laughs> I'm glad someone found that funny. Yeah, I told him. I said over the years, he's never apologized to me for doing that to me. So I he must have, like you. You don't have hair like him. That's a good point. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, events to tell you about later on today, Captain Jim's West Alton from six to eight will all be out there tomorrow. I will be at the Anheuser-Busch Brewery Beer Garden from five to seven for a happy hour event. Friday, Moon is at the QT in Baldwin with Mountain Dew Ice from noon to two. Saturday, myself and Patrico out at Chesterville Fence and Deck uh-huh. for their 50th anniversary party. We'll be out there from 11 a.m. to one. And also on Saturday, Jeff is out of Travers RV in Eureka from Three to five o'clock. Yes, sir. Tomorrow, Craigslist Freak of the Week. John Patrico is here. Three brand new ads for you. Yep. Uh, check out the blog and podcast, 1057thepoint.com slash Riz. King Scott, thank you very much for updating that. Just some quick hi- highlights, please. Yes. Uh, well, we 
find out which relief pitcher dropped a little relief before he pitched. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. We also have sexual allegations against Manor of Tool, which is crazy. And a local headline Hooge starring a citizen of Festus. Mm-hmm. So way tons of stuff on there. Uh, 1057thepoint.com slash. Riz, thank you. <laughs> what else? I think that's about it. Yeah. Time to get out of here. Okay. All right. Uh, we leave you with a selection from our Team Riz member of the dang shout out, Ryan McAllister. One more time. Yeah, Ryan. Ryan's been oh, awesome. So MVP what of the team, nice really. Guy. Honestly, good stuff. Uh, he wants to hear anything from Linkin Park. And I could not find that song. So I'm going to play it. This one instead. Just going to keep giving it to us, aren't you? <laughs> Listen, if I could laugh. All right, uh, dining next see you tomorrow. Bye. Bye bye. This is the Rizzuto Show podcast, powered by Moritz Royce Jewelry.